Ray, uh, the preeminent Ray Winstone podcast called Ray Winstoning. Uh, <laughs> this is, uh, I am your host, uh, Brandon Stables, and I am accompanied by my co-host, Mr. James Lindsay. James, what is your relationship with Ray Winstone? Wait, what movie did you watch? <laughs> what movie? Wait, what movie are we doing? <laughs> wait. Because, wait, okay, so Ray Winstone was not in Evan Almighty, because that's the movie that we watched this week, right? He is not in that movie, but he's in uh, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh, yes, I'm very familiar with that. Jonesy! <laughs> Jonesy! Come on, Jonesy! Come on, no, I'm only going to backstab you three <laughs> more times. Come on, Jonesy! <laughs> Wow, what a yeah, what a uh, gruff voice. He is such um, such a muscle, you know, such a uh, oh yeah, bur- a burly guy. And man, commands such a strong on-screen. Presence. I mean, but if you speak of if you're speaking particularly of his voice, because I think it was more of his voice that made this performance uh, in particular. I only say the line because I don't have to say the title. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> What? (laughs) Which I love that is the pull quote of just that. uh, Yeah. Anything about that movie that I saw in public, I just thought, uh, yeah, I was always accompanied by yelling. What do you mean? He's Beowulf. Beowulf. (laughs) And then, of course, I mean, if I will launch straight into the Ray Winstoning, um, my, my, one of my favorite roles. I don't know. I really like, I really do like this role and I like the Jonesy thing, but I mean, the departed really is. I mean, he's, he is the muscle in that movie and he, he, he gives it to Leo right in the introduction of his character. You just like, mm. uh, with the whole cranberry juice thing. He's like, what do you want? Your period? <laughs> <laughs> it's very, it's very, yeah. I mean, that's that movie, but like the one guy says it to him, then Leo kicks his ass and then Ray Winstone kicks the guys, uh, uh, or like, like kicks the other guys, butt, and then, uh, yeah, I'm just going to retell departed. And then he says the same thing. So <laughs> yeah, he's just like, well, you on your beard. And then like, it's okay for Ray Winstone to say it. Cause he's the muscle and you don't fuck with Ray Winstone. <laughs> you do not fuck with ray winstone if we've learned anything from from this movie uh his classic turn as what is it tu- tubla cane tubla cane tubla cane yeah tubla cane. is that a, and that's man this will be the beginning of was that in the bible this will that should just be the whole segment of this whole thing it was like was that character really in the bible tubal cane <laughs> sounds like a uh toothpaste it does make sure it you does. go get your tubal cane well, he was an invention of some kind. And he was an invented character, but I don't want to get too far away from either this bit or, you know what, I'll, I'll actually start the show now. Uh, but, but so what? The, this is a bit? <laughs> bit? We're not, even though we've, I bring it up because we did Ray, a Ray Winstone movie last time, and now we're doing a Ray Winstone movie this time. I didn't even plan on doing that. And when I saw him on screen, I was like, holy shit, it's Ray Winstone. Yeah, he's, I mean, I'll <laughs> say again, I think I've weirdly talked about Tintin multiple times in this podcast, but he is great in Tintin. <laughs> he's <laughs> got a great voice in that one he's a he's a drunk he's like a big part in that movie i don't know he's that drunk uh captain guy he's, he's, drunk, got, he's drunk like all the time 
Oh, he's got a lot of those kind of parts too, but just such a great voice actor. He's mm-hmm. in, um, he's in Rango. Um, oh. Yeah, I've seen it. And then Hugo, I've seen him. Uh, oh. Edge of Darkness. Fool's Gold, the Matthew McConaughey movie. Oh. Um, but yeah, and then Beowulf and Indiana Jones. But yeah. Um, You've been Ray Winstoned. You've been, we've been Ray Winstoned again. <laughs> and you know what? It was, um, he was a good part about this movie. Uh, but oh, okay. for sure. Bef- but before I get into that, what movie yeah, again? Evan Almighty, right? I don't, Evan, I don't yeah. fully remember, but I'll, I'm okay if you say he's in it. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> he plays Noah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Matt, oh, of, oh this, like if they switched roles, that'd be cool. Yeah. Oh, you want God? Oh, you want me to build this ark, huh? Yeah. Sorry. All our English. <laughs> it could, it totally could have been reversed. And I think there might have been a discussion of that. Like, I think maybe people were talking about Ray Winstone being Noah at a point. Oh, but, really? Uh, I think I think it was more so in the blogosphere, more so than because I know for a fact that okay, wait, before we get into this, this podcast is called Polarized. Uh this is a podcast about polarizing movies in the sense of rotten tomato scores. Uh they can either be polarizing with it, this movie being uh polarizing in the critic sense, so critics love it, or audience hate it, and we do vice versa here. This week we are talking the 2014 movie uh starring Russell Crowe, Noah, the Darren Aronofsky joint, if you will. Uh, on my name, uh, we already said our names, but uh, you know what? Damn it, I'll say it again. Uh, I am joined by my co-host, Mr. James Lindsay. Yes, I, hello. I myself and Brandon Stables. Yes, hello, Brandon, the great Brandon, <laughs> the great Brandini, the one and only. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so we've kind of already started to get into it. I know, I because I mean, you bring up Ray Winstone, it's gonna it's gonna lead to a discussion. I'm so glad you did early on. That's now I'm now I'm excited. Yeah, right. Now I'm excited because I'll because there's a, there's some lulls in this movie. I'm going to say that right off the bat. We're like this movie is kind of a to say my my big grand statement already off the bat is like, yeah, there's a lot of ups and downs. Uh, I felt like in this movie of like, oh, I'm actually I'm enjoying this. Oh, OK. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I am not enjoying this anymore. And then it would go right back into like, oh, this is fascinating. And I never thought I would enjoy a movie like this. And then that would go a bit long. I don't know. I, it was, I feel conflicted and I'm hoping like talking about some of the stuff will help me like work out even how I feel about this movie. Cause I'm still a little like letting it like work through me a bit, how I, how I feel. I had seen it once before. And to be honest, I like forgot a lot of it, at least the portion um after the flood in my mind i think i for whatever oh, reason just kind of forgot maybe i had fallen super asleep, forgettable falling asleep super or something forgettable, but like though. yeah uh nothing nothing i, really I just kind of blanked well to be yeah. honest i thought and i i don't know maybe i'm talking about this too early too but it's just like i i kind of this this time around i don't maybe not as much the last time around but this time around, I kind of liked the fan fiction side of it. <laughs> I actually enjoyed a fair amount of this and movie that, too, and because that, of that. And that part of like on the ship and all the drama of being on the Ark was just like, wow, I never thought of like what that must have been like just being on the Ark for that like at least nine months. I mean, she has twins and then they crash uh, pretty close after. So, I mean, like nine, at least like nine months and... Um, 
man that just was fascinating <laughs> in, yeah. uh arc drama to a point and then it kind of it kind of was going a bit long because it was like 40 minutes of that of uh they're on the arc and then i mean jumping way ahead but they're on the arc and then there's there's a good portion of the movie of of them seafaring um you don't really see, yeah. it, see it's more they're just inside this big box which that box was impressive i was i was so into that box I, yeah and it felt very accurate to what uh historians must estimate it would have looked like i i feel like whatever whatever mm-hmm. a, a cubit is i mean they, they measure how many cubits it, i feel like maybe even the scale and everything too but just like the, whatever they use for tar and, and 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 stuff to hold it all together and and the shape of it just being a big box like an arc um just was kind of cool to see how uh yeah in my mind he was trying to go for that version of of accuracy in in a movie that is filled with a lot of i've already said and i probably will again fan fanfic kind of stuff which um if you want to start from the beginning of the movie it already starts with uh the mythology of of this world and um <laughs> a, a, a quick uh if if you missed last week's episode on the Bible, <laughs> then, <laughs> then here you go. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I will say, man, Aronofsky and his way with like aesthetics and everything and the subtitling at the beginning and how he brings you into the movie um, was very, very welcoming Good. and and interesting. Yeah. And the animation for the snake was cool. A lot of great animation in this, mm-hmm. and and all the, like all the, the quick, animals quick, were quick snippets, and crazy. on top of that, there were no, uh, nar- there was real no narration, which I enjoyed a lot. There was, there was a small, brief sort of like imagery yeah. with subtitles, and then and then you kind of jump into it, uh, where I feel like there's a version of this movie which could have leaned heavily on just like narration like lifted even straight out of the bible of like lifting verses or something but it was it was more subtle than that i mean there's not there's other things that aren't maybe so subtle but um <laughs> absolutely you know this is yeah this is also a movie and i and i'll say as well um the night before i watched this movie i don't know why but it was just uh i was looking for a movie to watch with Kara. And uh, we we were trying to decide, and we landed on Black Swan, and I thought that would be a, a good one to watch maybe before this too. And so I watched oh, I watched Black Swan before this one, and that was kind of interesting to kind of color my my palette a bit before stepping in into this world. Um, and I just and I just want to say this because I found this out after I watched Black Swan, and in the midst and just like to maybe get a little like uh idea of aronofsky's career a bit so um yeah he did let's i got right here it's you know pie requiem for a dream and then he does the fountain which is like his big not yeah very similar to this movie and not critically uh received well and and And, arguably like his blank check movie because like after a requiem was kind of like oh man this guy like sleeper hit yeah super uh, low budget but is really hard to see that came out six years after requiem and just like uh yeah and i 
have a, a real little bit of requiem is in here real in this movie soft spot for uh for the fountain um yeah like mm-hmm. I, he's he's uh his filmmaking man his his willingness and inventiveness for um camera work in in just a very visceral sense of just being of of just how the camera moves around is just um it, that part isn't boring and that part uh when he's having fun just trying different things is interesting to see and why this director is someone that i clock whenever they're doing something new so uh mm-hmm. the fountain and then this was the point i was going to make after the fountain he does the wrestler and then he does black swan and then noah uh so the fighters in there after too, no the wrestler and then the wrestler then the fighter then this right the, he didn't do the fighter he didn't do the fighter oh no i did the wrestler Th- that i knew oh weird okay sorry continue that'd be funny if he did it's like i'm gonna do the wrestler now i'm gonna do the fighter <laughs> now we're gonna do the wrestler versus why the fighter see- and then yeah, i'm gonna I do king kong thing? godzilla then king kong versus godzilla um but anyways i was and this could totally be, not be true this is me just looking at imdb trivia and stuff but there was something on imdb trivia trivia about Black Swan and the wrestler, like after Fountain, he was trying to think of what to do next. And he had constructed a story that was actually the wrestler and Black Swan, a Black Swan combined where the wrestler and the ballerina were in a relationship. Whoa. And it was all one story in one movie. And he thought that would, would have been too much for just one movie. <laughs> so he split them up. Wow. Isn't that... That just yeah. can you imagine what that movie would have been like? And obviously it wouldn't have been the case, but I'm just picturing like Natalie Portman and Mickey Rourke <laughs> trying to make it work to <laughs> as a ballerina yeah. and a wrestler. There there obviously was some definite changes then to each one of them because the tone two yeah, of yeah. each is yeah, so uh would be in such like stark contrast where one is like fast it's, and the yeah. other one's slow and yeah, all of that. But isn't wow. that crazy? Uh, yeah, that's, that's that is crazy. I mean, it does come from him, and it also comes from this other guy that he writes with often for almost all of his movies. He uses a lot of the same people, which I really I think is great. Yeah, it, uh, Clint, Clint, Clint Mansell for music. He's mm-hmm. pretty solid, and a lot of similar feels between movies can go a long way. I, I don't know. It, it really makes you feel like you're in one of his movies with the music, and yeah, with the same crew. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Jennifer I mean, Conley, I mean, is in this movie. It's that's there's your bit of requiem right there. Oh, absolutely. That's a great point to make because yeah, she um she has worked with him before. She's also worked with Russell Crowe before in Beautiful Mind. That's right, uh, yeah. And um wow. and then Ray Winstone has worked with I can't remember uh, it was maybe Russell Crowe, but has worked with somebody in the main cast as well. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, there was just this, Oh, and then I, um, ham, which man, that was, I couldn't get over that as much. Every time they said it, I was like, wow, that's such a, I would have re- rewritten that, you know, I know I couldn't it's, keep, it's I couldn't, it was hard for me to keep straight some of the names too. Cause they, cause they were so similar. Maybe I'm dumb, but and it just seemed like, Oh, those are just like the actual names pulled from the Bible. I'm like, I feel like you could just rewrite that, like, and make them a little more different from each other. And I don't mm-hmm. know, that wouldn't, that, that wouldn't be that big of a deal. 
Totally. Uh, but yeah, the ham, uh, that guy, what is his name? Um, and yeah, perks of being a wallflower and he yep. was, he was in with, uh, Hermione or Emma, Emma Stone. Yeah. Emma Stone. Which I love that movie a lot. Perks of being a wallflower. That's a really great movie. Uh, yeah. Oh man. So it just seemed like all of it. And I think it really worked because the relationships really seemed genuine. They're also just all really great actors and actresses, mm-hmm. but I, and that's really important given that this is a, predominantly a family like dynamic relationship uh, yeah. kind of movie. And um, yeah, there, a lot of that's, Oh man. And Anthony Hopkins as the dad was just, he was, he, uh, he could do that type of role, man, till he is no longer with us that he is so good at being this um, old, complicated, <laughs> like uh, elder or figure or whatever. Um, man he just that any yeah he does that so well because he he is able to play the i'm thinking about so many things outside of this conversation and then also like but then trying to connect there's these moments where he's that i just enjoy so much about the berries in him and just how he's able to connect with his uh, his grandchildren in that way and the way mm-hmm. he presents it is so compelling and it's and it's truly it, uh effortless i think is something that he does that's not i know that he's a master and he's doing a, a lot of great work but he makes it appear effortless the same way like kobe or M- mj would just shoot a jump shot and make it go in and make it look like butter and like it it was it was nothing or something but it that's like so much practice and, and effort went into just preparing yourself to be able to make it look effortless. And it, he just seems like the kind of guy that could just show up and, and drop a performance like that. No problem. And yeah. And it's, and I think that that's sort of like any, and you first see it when he like says that his, uh, Oh, you, you take after your mother, of course, when he first meets the the eldest of, Noah and um he like gives that his face is deadpan but he gives that little wink to oh yeah to Noah and that kind of stuff is that sort of thing where he's just that fun grandpa sort of sort of thing where he's also going to teach you a lesson and have it hit home but you're going to have a good time and like chuckle and laugh a bit too at, at at the fun parts and then maybe um you know your womb will become fertile again you never know yeah, so let's okay, let's get into the plot a little bit and I want to really touch in the magic of this because I think that the magic element of this is where the movie succeeds the most in my mind. It's when it gets bogged down in the politics of the world that they're in that it then just drags. Yeah. I, I think I agree. I mean, yeah, I think I think I I think I 100% agree with you. I haven't I yeah, I haven't seen this movie before, but I just had such a malaise for this movie and in the same year the the moses movie oh exodus was it was that the same year Mm -hmm. i never saw that one that one and and this is i might make this point again throughout this movie and in the moments when i'm not really feeling it is like yeah it's like going into it you're seeing a movie called noah or you're you're now that you're talking about exodus or a movie about moses like you kind sword of and you, you, yeah sword and sand sure i mean and i like those i like those movies um yeah. 
but you're going into a, a, a story that is as old as time itself. Like it is one of the <laughs> oldest stories ever to exist. Ever. And so you know the general beats of it. And those, I think, were the moments where I, I ch start to check out a bit because... <laughs> The, like you said, the magic is gone a, a bit and there's not as much of the director's own ideas in place. And the first time I maybe wasn't giving it a full chance, I'm like, what are these rack guys? Whatever, I don't know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something else. And then this time I was like, yeah, I wanna know more about those rock guys, those fallen angel dudes. <laughs> I was like, this whole mythology is so fascinating to me. And oh, then I love those rock guys. But then once and you know, we can work through it as well. But I'll just say, like, once it gets to the point where he knows his mission, they got us and there's the the passage of time happens where everyone grows older and you see the birds fly over. Beautiful I shouldn't get too specific shot of the river going through and all that stuff. But the minute the minute they start building their arc, I'll just say that. So cool. Uh that after that or that portion where they where they build the arc when the when ray winstone comes and wants to get on that whole section is what i expected this movie to be is exactly what i expected this movie to be and so that kind of stuff like i'm just kind of like going with them going with emotions a bit as opposed to like oh they're on this like journey to Methuselah's on this mountain and like he's having these dreams and he meets these fallen angels and you're learning about this like other telling uh of this of this story that you already know and Bethlehem. while yeah I mean if you wanted if you came to know a movie you want to see those things and if you find those find that compelling um then that's what that's what you came for and it, it's just what I expected and to be kind of surprised I'm like wait where is this going it was like more enticing this time around and i was globbing onto that a bit more and i'm i'm happy the watchers had their through line and they had their arc and everything uh too but just stuff like that i think i thought was i think i thought i think i taught uh, i saw a, a cool storyline yeah <laughs> i yeah i really enjoyed the ending of the uh, nephilim rock guys yeah and the, yeah, they because they just get accepted back into heaven, which was yeah, such such a gratifying mm. thing. Given Mothers. that they they even had a we don't like you mm -hmm. to we're going to help you, which also was such a great plot device because then they had mm -hmm. these rock essentially like uh Centuries. equipment. <laughs> Yeah, but equipment, equipment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. like they were just constantly like doing. The, we had that whole scene where he's like doing this cool arm move to like the uh, tree, like yeah. the, to the tree, and he's like spitting him out. Like, oh uh -huh. man, like that stuff. I was like, yeah, more of the, this shit. Which is funny because now I'm thinking about it that it isn't it isn't the politics of it. It's the it's the biblical stuff because there isn't much politics in it now that I think about it because. Even oh, I don't. I, think, I, don't I know what you mean, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean? Yeah. It's like we have to, per, you know, uh, the, 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 all the drama of, and you know, it's going to happen. Yes. Of, of like they're going to want on the ship and and uh, the kid stuff. You know, yeah. Like finding the mate for the kids was just something that was mechanized for this story and this and this uh, telling. Uh, and I don't know if I really. I don't, cared as much for that drama like i understand why it was there i understand that it was worthwhile to give those characters those attributes and those wants and needs which is only natural but the amount of time they spent on it i think was like and how much they talked about it and and everything and and how much 
he needed a mate and how much other people were talking about it, like oh he need he needs a mate um and too much yeah it's just a little much and it was again like a storyline that was that made sense for him but when he walked away at the end uh spoiler alert for noah uh i just i was gradually realizing throughout this movie that i didn't didn't care too much for a lot of the characters strangely enough and i and this and this was like my point about like the stakes i think the the stakes for this movie really i mean are are as big as you can possibly imagine <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> but for whatever reason since you already know noah's gonna build the new world with the ark and you know that's what's gonna happen and that's just like almost a prophetic sort of thing at that point or just how the story goes so more of a simple way to put it but it just it takes the teeth out of the the uh the stakes and the danger that's lurking around the corner and the unknown and i think the unknown was was something that was like surprisingly fascinating and again yeah. the the mythology of of this world like the snake skin around his arm like this <laughs> yeah, this stuff that. that just seemed fully thought out and fully realized but also not explained but mm -hmm. the weight of how characters reacted to those things like the snake skin was like oh this holds huge vital importance and how yeah even like just establishing characters and that's something that aronofsky's like He's just so natural. I mean, he's just so good at like the that at that drama of like when two people are in a scene together that that and I'm just jumping all around. I'm sorry, but just the drama between like Jennifer Connelly and and Noah and uh, Russell Crowe scene where she's losing it on him at the end, and there, and there's a bunch of other one on one scenes. But I just kept questioning like. I don't know. Do I really want to see a Noah movie? Like, do I really want to see another Moses movie? I didn't. Um, and had Aronofsky not done this one, I would not have probably made it a point to try to go see it. And the reason I would see it is because I would hope that Aronofsky would put his spin on it as much as possible because he is such an interesting dude when it comes to comes to filmmaking, like, and just the visual medium and the stylistic choices that he makes throughout this movie is what makes this movie interesting. Not not like necessarily the story. I think I think the style of it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. Cause uh, you're not saying a whole lot, but you're giving me so much with what you are just putting on screen and how you're putting it together that it is interesting how not great the relationships were in this i mean it's it also seems kind of purposeful because he is trying to really hone in on noah isn't a great person all of these people are not great people like this is just all kind of for purpose and 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 honor to a degree and no it's for your morals essentially but uh, that's also no i take that back and just, justice was a big justice yeah it's about mm, yeah so um uh, but all like the man-made versions of it and uh yeah just uh and then and then his, uh, I'm, I'm jumping all around in my mind with this movie because there's grand statements made at the end as well concerning just uh the philosophy of life and exist existential sort of sort of things as well that it's just that kind of yeah that that kind of stuff is so so fascinating but i i think yeah it'd probably be good to just 
start with the cold open was that kind of like subtitles and the snake and um the rock with Cain and Abel uh and then just kind of like the Cain's descendants create a world of industry and and stuff and man their industry seems so crazy because we see mm. some of their like settlements or whatever and i felt like one of them had just really like goofy looking stuff mm-hmm. where it almost seemed like there was a trombone as like some piece of furniture or some type of like mm. structure or whatever where it had this like i don't know this um not <sighs> not practical aesthetic which i thought was (laughs) kind of goes to some of the stuff that uh, like the watchers for example like there he breaks practicality and realism in even down to the settlement like the way they're it's all laid out and whatnot and the kind of their clothes as well oh my god Uh, the wardrobe on this movie man i loved it so much (laughs) it It was so cool easy season five i'm telling (laughs) you like the shit that uh, they had like they had lapels on stuff it was there's some like half scarf like garment that uh and Emma, God, I always forget which Emma Watson. Watson, I always say Watson or Stone or Thompson. I don't know, um, but yeah, and there's some hoodie stuff. Uh, I know oh, Noah going through the the camp, and we're in that we're in that hoodie, and there were some fits, yes. man. There and some some footwear as well. Ooh, there is some cool cool stuff, and just to know that, like in this movie, like any like any not anything can go, but it's just like this is the base of all humanity and there's no such thing as like style i don't know there's no such thing as anything like it's just the beginnings of the of the world and uh i thought that the way they did it was brought me in in a in a, <laughs> in a way that was like yeah. making me like look, a sci-fi look, movie look all over yeah. oh yeah sci-fi fantasy sort of um sort of th- thing you're introduced all, to wrong all those elements are great and and how do they make their industry they have this mineral that they mine that's like made out made out of like this almost god material that it's like the same stuff that the fallen angels are made out of almost it looks like where it's like creates fire and fire and just yeah you hit it and it creates fire yeah and they use it for like guns almost they're like fireworks sort of things they were using as guns like later on and just stuff like that is just like you don't need to explain it necessarily just like throw away lines like, oh, they mine the stuff and then you see it in action and then that's enough. And then it piques your interest so much that there isn't like a huge drawn out uh, explanation for it. There are moments like that in this movie, I still think, where it wants to explain itself um, to like a to like a, maybe like a little bit too far, not to the point of mother mother, maybe. Uh, where it's like really hammering you over the head with its message. Um, but there is stuff like that. I, I think maybe near the end and the, you know, the, a lot of the themes of uh, not eating animals and, uh, and stuff like that seems like messages that Aronofsky really wants to put out into the world and, seem to be yeah generally positive stuff but it's also he uses characters that are deeply wounded or or flawed or uh obsessive uh 
to get his his points across and it's difficult to watch people his characters go down those paths um mm. but damn it he makes that drama like really interesting in a in a claustrophobic sort of setting in that boat it he he keeps it you know <sighs> there's still moments where i i trail off like i said but um yep. there's there's just another version of this movie that would have been just not worth it whatsoever at all and in this movie there's like a, there's a lot of cool stuff that i did not expect to um <laughs> see and yeah. i yeah i totally agree um so where we're at in the movie so we're i uh, talked about the settlements we're talking about the clothing um this is because great locations are, great locations this is our family is on a journey because noah saw a uh or had a vision had a dream and that dream was very cool well it's scary but mm-hmm. very visually very sick i it's definitely it was like a that. bloody ground, the mountain, and then all the people drowning in the and, and then he's underwater, yeah. and then all the people start. Oh man! Um, and the music's just kind of building in a in a big way. It reminds me of the fountain music a lot. Clint Clint Mansell. Mm-hmm. Um, those visions are so so cool, and I I like the those moments where he's has the ability to do some experimental filmmaking. Yeah, and he takes it, yeah, he really, yeah, the visual effects in this movie are really fantastic. I enjoyed, um, God, yeah, it just, I don't know, it, there is so much visual effects in Marvel movies, but I, there was something that I feel like I've seen in Marvel movies as well in the, um, where he's underwater, but I don't know, there's a little bit more shadow and and not and less less detail done in a way that makes it seem more realistic i think there is such a hyper now like uh hyper real visual effects that are presented so close in front of you that yeah you just you know it's not a real thing and it kind of it fits in the very well now in the environment i mean if it's like not a real thing you know like you know that's a vision or a dream by that point in the Mm -hmm. in the in the scene and so some of those things you can ultra stylize so it doesn't have to look real so it can just present like and i a vibe if you will a vibe (laughs) yeah there maybe it's the restraint then that i'm really getting at is it it just it posits something a cool image like a photograph and then it moves on not to say that marvel movies don't do that well but yeah i i just it it makes the movies more interesting more enjoyable because you're like whoa oh man that's such an that's such a cool shot and there's so many of those where he does yeah we'll, we'll get to i'll point them out as we go because there's honestly yeah the, i mean the, the the subtext of it of like the experiential thing of like rather than explain what's about to happen it just happens mm-hmm. and then you kind of have to catch up a bit and then you get it like you 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 catch up like even so he shows up at methuselah's and they sit down and he and he has some tea and that's another moment too you're like it, it goes into this whole other vision quest i'm trying to remember the the subject matter of mm-hmm. um of that one uh it's about but, what he has to do like the, what is his vision of how he is going to right. save humanity or not humanity but save 
guess just save the animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and they they also picked up uh, Ela the yeah Emma Watson, um, and we, yeah, I guess they had already met the met the Watchers by this point, and they got like locked in that they were in that hole by them, and then that one guy helped them, and I guess I I was looking at IMDb, I didn't realize that's uh, Nick Nolte, that uh, yeah the main main Watcher. Um, their mythology is is fascinating not to get too hung up on them again but yeah they just they they help he helps them get out of that rock and go to methuselah and methuselah gives him a seed from eden and tells noah that he was chosen for a reason returning to his tent that night noah plants a seed in the ground um yeah but the 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 immediacy of of the visions that he has is something that is very fun to partake in as, as a viewer. And I'd rather hold on, you know, for dear life and kind of be spoon fed. Uh, a lot of times there's, there's other times where, you know, stories are more complicated and you want that helping hand, but this one is like, yeah, throw some weird shit in there. We already know generally what's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, the idea that there's a council of rock men, uh, that was a very entish and they had this whole, yeah, like, yeah. You, know, you find out more about where they stand on things. And that was great to know. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought it was, I, it, uh, this movie prioritizes it looking good than realism, which is fine. Cause there's again, rock people in it because, uh, Russell Crowe is, gets like his head smashed mm-hmm. and then he's dragged and then he has just no there's no repercussion on his face because he gets slammed into the ground by the rock guy because the rock guy knocks him unconscious mm-hmm. essentially and then brings him to the council and then they like he pleads the case for i guess you gotta help or like we're good or they're good right do you remember exactly what the what was being presented at the rock council um just whether to keep them alive or not and he was saying that uh he was descendant of seth i believe he was he was trying to tell them and that he was on his way to methuselah because that was his his ancestor um my confusion with the watchers at that point was i believe it was already revealed that they uh because he tells them or no does that's maybe that's told after the fact anyways i'm gonna i'm still gonna bring it up uh that they were like fallen angels that Mm -hmm. uh wanted to help the people of cain because they thought that god the sorry they never say god in this movie they say never no they say the the creator the creator um was being was being too harsh on the people of cain and like casting uh casting him out and forcing forcing him away or or whatever and they came down to help the people and god kind of punished them in that in that way or they just were that's what what they're they were cursed <laughs> with that those rocks from i the the visually yeah. so cool where they like cr- like a meteor crash into the ground and then they like mm-hmm. pool up into these uh creatures that they become that like have, an like, animal trapped in like oil or something and it's, yeah like, and it's all like oh. solidifying around them and then w- what i love is it's the the movements are so rigid and it looks like almost stop animation with how uh wonky and the yeah just rigid and and 
blocky the the motion is it's not fluid but each one has a different form and the way they walk you could watch a different one each time and kind of get like a different version of how they uh exist and 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 move and the design of it was just fascinating enough just to just to watch them and and then they yeah they, they turn into the workers and that plot detail of them being able to help uh worked perfectly for to propel the movie into the next section because yeah he realized with that vision that what he needed to do, needed to do and they were able to do that uh another amazing really cool shot to establish a passage of time was that formation of the river uh absolutely that. that was amazing i love i loved that Oh man, because it, it was that it almost was like stop animation mm -hmm. where yeah. it just was all of these shutters as it just watched this river grow. And then it also gave you a sense of like, this is how the animals find them and kind of just built right. in a lot of right. uh, just details about, okay, so this is how this is how this is kind of working, mm -hmm. you know? Um, yeah, all the, uh, the whole entire forest is around them. Oh, yeah. Man. You and you, I mean, you know that passage of time is going to happen because you, I don't know, if you haven't seen the, the trailer or whatever, you, well, you know that's going to take a while to build the thing. You, just if you've seen poster, whatever, you, there's an older cast. But that was a really tasteful way to get that done and not have it be like, we built this city. And then just like, yeah. okay, <laughs> we're banging away at the, the heart. we built this city <laughs> with watchers. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I know, that's for, okay. That's, I guess that could be cool too. But, Would you know. not fit the tone of the movie, but I also get what you're saying mm -hmm. is that there's a montage of them laboriously, like building all of these things, as opposed to there's a level of magical, like there's a mm. magic to things where it just it also seems like the forest just sprouts up around them mm. almost instantaneously because of the way you go through the river to them back and it's like this is now we got to do this and then it yeah it it really does do well often of towing a good line of i this this doesn't need to be bogged down in history this can be a fantastical retelling of a story everybody's heard mm -hmm. uh, and it's done most effectively visually as opposed to there's none of that carries over too much into the characters themselves mm -hmm. i guess a little bit with russell crowe and his like yeah the snake i don't know he gives them the energy it's a blessing essentially but um yeah, I don't know if there was anything with uh, Jennifer Connelly. I don't think there was anything really with Emma Watson. Like none of them had moments of here is, you know, here is the magic that I bring into this world or what is the magic that surrounds my character in this retelling of the story? Uh, yeah, it's just the the divine intervention and in the in the transcendence of, of the creator's uh wishes and and or whatever or just and you find out more at the end and then you know we just talked matrix revolutions recently too the the blessing of it is is that in in this telling is that he gives people their free choice and it's just <laughs> a matter of giving them the the abilities i i guess but 
um yeah there's no vo- there's no creator's voice or anything it's just these visions you know that he sees and and then it's it's what he makes of it and it's how other people react to how he expresses it and it being so yeah I don't know, there's just there's just stuff there's something so novel about this the story of just like yeah this is a, the this is a family like at the beginning of fucking time i don't know you just don't really <laughs> see movies about this uh setting <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> to say the least and it was just like it, yeah the wardrobe anything can go you guys at some like cool ass right. fucking location and whatever sort of you can and i'm i'm so glad with those those liberties um i don't know where i was going but uh yeah just the yeah, the, yeah. the the family atmosphere and what they have going on as a culture is like an early early form of a culture uh, mm-hmm. amongst them and within their just even their tribe you know and bringing uh emma emma watson into the into the family as as well and how they and how they act amongst each other and what their code is even just not even picking flowers that they don't need and and those things i think are established in interesting ways where you want to learn more uh but also yeah like uh, there's nothing wrong necessarily with with how they depict like the cane uh, group or whatever but it is just that kind of like stereotypical oh, like oh they're into industry and like all that stuff but uh right but Making me- they also had killed the watchers and that and that cleared my whole thing up with like it, it wasn't earlier but i was like oh they try to help kane's people and then kane's people just fucking killed them and tried to probably mine all this shit from out of their bodies or something like the the watchers because it showed them like at war and then fucking it's methuselah right with the flaming sword and he just does that flaming sword move on on the mall uh it was badass i want more methuselah with the flaming (laughs) sword um just super cool looking like imagery oh what's that flame sword about i want to know all about that flame sword i mean there's like that's i again i know I will br- maybe I'll bring up little things I know about the Bible, but I mean you. Am I gonna know, have to read you, the Bible? To- <laughs> yeah, yeah, little this little thing called the Bible, but yeah, I mean, maybe you remember too, Brandon. But like, there's a guy with a there's an angel with a flaming sword that guards Eden once they get kicked out of Eden, <laughs> and then yeah. like God, the Creator <laughs> sets up a guy with a flaming sword to guard Eden, and that was oh but yeah. The, but that's but now that, that was in the but but just to see like again like fucking fanfic the bible dude it just sounds kind of cool to it, to do uh, <laughs> in a weird way like uh how how he did it some of the stuff and then so yeah he, he's on his way and then again to me like this portion of the movie i don't know it just kind of like was more okay this is what i expected noah to be is just like he's building the ark you know there's the family drama and then there's the people that want to get on and then there's cuts of animals jumping on the ship and this is the necessary part of a new movie and there's nothing wrong with it but i guess it's just like after seeing so much bonkers stuff i'm just like ooh, let's get back to the what else do the watchers have to say they're just gonna be <laughs> you know, they're just gonna be work working this whole time or uh yeah what's 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 the, what's their deal but they they gain their their penance and and that's that's what's what's so cool but yeah we get our first ray winstone and uh he's like the yeah. older version of the guy who killed uh russell crowe's father um mm-hmm. which i i don't know again i don't remember the first watch of this too much but i don't think i realized that i should maybe i did i just forgot this movie entirely but he killed noah's father at the cold open um and he's got the snake skin from the snake that is the devil 
uh, in disguise. That whole snakeskin stuff was so interesting because, yeah, Yeah. Ray Ray Winstone had one as well, right? No, he stole the one from they were doing that that whole uh, thing that they do at the very end of the movie with the twins where he wraps the snakeskin up on his arm and touches them. Noah's father was just about to do that whole thing with him. And then right when he was about to touch Noah, Ray Winstone's character as a young man, younger man shows up and offs Noah's father and steals the snake skin. And that isn't ever to able to go through with that. Uh, What am I trying? What's the word I'm trying to say for it, but just that process that they were trying to do. And I'm not, again, you don't, you're not told what that is. It's just like, you're becoming a man and he's kind of telling him like, what's up i'm curious where noah's mom is uh with there's so few people in the world world i'm curious what what happened to her but maybe she was killed by them too i don't know who knows but uh yeah that's that's noah's beginning and then that's when the noah subtitle comes up is is him running away uh yeah uh but yeah they're they're building the ark and there's kind of like the the family drama stuff because it's like it, this is where it really gets into like finding mates particularly one yeah. mate for for ham mm-hmm. and ja- japheth i'm seeing is this is japheth and uh he's he's just he's more like bran he likes birds yeah he's yeah just the quiet one mm-hmm. i mean but that's the kid i guess at that age i don't does yeah, he he's a, grow he's up? a boy does he grow up at the end? I, I just feel like I don't no, understand. He's, he's, yeah, he stays like, I don't know. Quiet. Yeah, he's just, he's just a, he does the bird thing to try to find land is, is his thing. And then mm-hmm. uh, he just has to look at Russell Crowe when I just, Russell Crowe around children of sounds because I just feel like he's like genuinely afraid of Russell Crowe. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he's, and Russell Crowe's just telling all of them, just like, I'm going to die. Then you're gonna die. Gonna die then yeah. you're gonna die, and then you're gonna bury him, and then you're gonna die and bury him. And then he looks at young uh, Japheth, and it's like, and then you're gonna be alone, <laughs> and, yep. you, and you're gonna die, and no one will bury you. <laughs> like, I don't think he says that, but it's like essentially it's implied. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. I, god. And he's just, just like, oh my god, Russell Crowe, you scary. <laughs> and that was the other thing. Like when he's like. This is oh, this, maybe this is something else. But when like he's drunk on the beach, all naked, and I feel like they just were just like, man, we we can't get Russell Crowe to shoot this shot. <laughs> I mean, he's down on the beach naked, drinking all day. Should we just like try to incorporate a scene like that into the movie? Yeah, sure. Like we'll get make a scene where Noah's drunk on the beach, <laughs> just to, like Russell, we're gonna shoot. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know that whole that whole part of the movie was so bizarre because I get. I mean, we're jumping ahead. You know, sorry. Yeah, I, I was. I'm, I'm gonna, yeah, that was just more uh, like he was seeing Russell Crowe drunk on the beach naked was funny. Well, yeah, just because also too, yeah, he does it so well, and there is such a <laughs> command, commanding, commanding. Well, he's a natural. Yeah, you know, he's a natural at it. <laughs> yeah, but no, knowing I know not too much about Russell Crowe, but he just he really does seem like he likes the booze, he likes good food, he likes you know kind good of tunes. Be, good tunes, like being the life of the party. And I mean, God damn it, you're Russell fucking Crowe. Yeah. Like you're you're not able to go into normal places and and people not be like, that's Russell fucking Crowe. Um, yeah, what a what a superstar. And yeah, so just and rightfully so. There's a lot of 
a lot of brooding, a lot of just acting with, um, yeah, being very stoic. And there is also an arc that Noah goes through where he really is so incredibly just conflicted by what he's had to do, rightfully so. And then, yeah, just also, what else is going on with him? Just coming to terms with himself and his ability to love like he there you see him go spiral you know out of control um, uh, really because of him feeling that he hasn't completed his mission and um yeah, yeah. and it, well it's this rejection of humanity almost and and man in general and then he starts to look at everyone i mean even leading up to the point where he goes to the camp and he sees himself in there but like it's it's there's there's a lead up to that where yeah he's really finding uh carnal sin kind of in in everyone around him and maybe empathizing or more or relating and sympathizing with the animals and the natural order of what he sees the world should be um so aronofsky well, he, yeah, and you know, I was—I don't know—I was trying to find a, an eloquent way to put it. It just seems like a, yeah, like a postmodern version of this movie too. Where it's just like those, those are very like pointed. They're the problem. Pointed moments of of uh, trying to get the get an idea uh, across, and the whole and all the the industry stuff of like what's wrong with like why do these people need to be wiped out and all that. And once you see the camp and everything, it's like that's just makes it very clear but i was before that i was kind of looking for like okay so they just like they mine the world and they don't treat the world right it's like yeah i mean that just kind of give me like mother vibes or just that sort of sort of thing of like this is really trying to be pointed about a postmodern sort of telling and trying to be an allegory or totally maybe not full allegory but sort of symbolic of of what's going on now um Mm -hmm. which is not unwelcome at all yeah uh at all and it it could be done much worse and again like this 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 movie is is elevated with him being involved absolutely and you can tell that he he wants to have his version told um i even read this is like half-assed like imdb trivia shit but like like what was the people that made this movie at paramount or something i forget who yeah um Mm -hmm like ran screenings of this movie of different cuts, rough cuts, like three different rough cuts of the movie that he had no approval of to see how people would like it. And, uh, everyone like was super like offended and like, well, not everyone, but mainly like Christian audiences were like offended. And, um, uh, I mean, and, and they were came to him to, to see if they wanted to change or And he was just adamant about keeping his, his cut and, they let him have director's cut and that was the the version that that came out and that we all saw and that story just tells me that it's just that the, the ironic part of that story is just like what did what the fuck did they get out of those screenings then absolutely fucking nothing except mm-hmm. just cold feet for no fucking reason because they, they they spent all this all these resources to get the word like to get feedback about versions of the movie that weren't even going to actually be the real version and whatever rough cut that was and how they got their hands on it without Aronofsky knowing and then just let him do what he was going to do anyways and just probably cause division with the whole thing. I don't know. It's just that that kind of stuff is kind of is is 
funny and ironic to me but also like i'm i'm, I'm relieved to know that this version is what he wanted <laughs> Yeah, me too. Thank God, because yeah, it's just another telling, and it yeah, it was it seems so fucked up, and he and rightfully so, he was really offended by it because they did it without him knowing. Because I think it was more so the I would have I'm assuming it is potentially toning down the supernatural elements, or there is the maybe it has to do with the violence that's in this movie and toning that down. I. It is interesting to think that the Christian audiences hated those tellings of it. So then they, maybe they just got, they, yeah, got over it, right? They're not going to keep I was thinking like the fan fiction stuff, like the Watchers. And if there was stuff about Noah possibly killing babies, uh, you know, that, that, that stuff might be like, oh, well, that's not how we think of Noah. We think of Noah as a nice guy. And a guy that's like loving and takes care of animal, like and loves, loves right. and is is, uh, and that's just not what they were trying, not what they were trying to do with this this movie, and and show more the yeah. the him wrestling with the idea of whether even humanity deserves to keep going, you know, and that is so much more interesting. <laughs> that's so much more interesting like for him to that's what he's fucking do. That's such like a he's like about to destroy his own bloodline uh to to remove the the bad parts that he sees in everyone and mm -hmm. yeah I, I don't know i i'm not yeah i was thinking of trying to find the the complete metaphor of who that would be today of people but in any in any stage and time and everything there's going to be sycophants and people that go too far with an idea or or reinterpret something in, in a different way. And I, that was the other part I'm, I'm, we're essentially kind of there. We're jumping all around, but when they're yeah. having disagreements over what the creator's intentions are and what the creator is trying to communicate to them, I thought that was very fascinating and very like, uh, interesting drama for Emma Watson to be like, it stopped raining. It means that he wants the babies to come. He's like, it stopped raining because, uh, then he says the opposite that's why i say and they're having completely dis disagreements over there they agree that it means something mm -hmm. but they yeah. disagree over what it what it means and it, it, it and, and it means complete opposite and so i just that is so interesting to me from like a setting where it's the beginning of the world and they're trying to make order out of these signs that at that moment they're uh they were trying to come it, it imply their own human intentions upon whatever they were seeing as well of what they were going to do anyways like what they were already wanted and they were using those signs as a way to push forward their own narrative that they already wanted and, and everything but um that, that i mean that argument that they were having was just so rough to to watch that that whole part but before before that we'll we'll run through so they it le it, yeah leads to the death of the, ki the kids like that's the ultimate and there's so much of that where children are going to die and it's yeah. so like present in the movie and made a point of that everybody's gonna die even kids get mm -hmm. ready and yeah i i mean that's no one's a, innocent yeah uh, that does kind of now thinking about it, yeah, uh, is another great addition to the film where we, at the beginning of this, I was talking about that, that stuff could kind of get slow. But now as I think about it, there is so much meat there to just kind of 
and yeah, come back to and think about. And it was thought provoking in a way that it wasn't too much up its own ass. I guess that would might be the like general critique that you people would have of this movie because I mean, audiences didn't care for this movie. I so would it be no. that it this movie comes off as being up its own ass? Uh, I mean, to, uh, yeah, to get to that, I mean, it's what, what they wouldn't like about it. It's just, I almost was that person when I first saw it, I feel like was like, I was not in the place to accept the watcher, uh, characters and where their position was. And they were introduced like relatively early, uh, at a point where you're you're still trying to get your bearings on, on the movie and they're introducing a lot of mythology and stuff that is going hand in hand with actual biblical text, it seems like, or, or not literal text, but just, you know, like the snake and the, and the apple and the Cain and Abel stuff and mixing that together with stuff that isn't in the Bible might've been offensive to some people or feel, felt just like rub people the wrong way, um, about, this is not what I came to see. You know, I came, yeah, yeah, I, I think people to. came to see that section that I thought was the least interesting. You know, they wanted to see uh, serious stuff, a, a serious Evan almighty, you know, and, and have it. I, I haven't even fucking seen Evan almighty. I should stop. I should stop bringing it up. I'm not talking to you, Siri. Why are you talking to me? What? Oh, it's Siri just brought up Evan almighty on my iPad. Nice. No, I don't want to watch Evan almighty. It's a 23%. Okay, um, that was that was weird. I don't know why I did that. Um, but I yeah, that would be my guess is that they were thrown off by the yeah. I think up its own ass is like is definitely one one way to put it. Absolutely, I think that's definitely uh, how how some people that didn't like this would would phrase it and be upset with those uh, additions um, by the by the director to. Uh, in himself but at the same time it's like do you want that or do you want a i haven't seen exodus but that looks like really just a a retelling of the story in like a fucking like modern action ridley scott sort of way where it's just Mm -hmm. you know really epic and and gigantic yeah actiony and over the top and and stuff like that but it doesn't that that movie doesn't look doesn't look like it's veers into watcher territory of of it introducing new characters i feel like yeah a lot of people would just try to respect as much as possible the main the real story but when you think about it it's like who who really wants that because the score the story itself is scant you know like what really is there to it besides that god is mad at the world and he's gonna flood it and this guy has got to get get away on an arc like if you're gonna elongate that into a whole movie hour and a half plus like Man, if we saw that, like, that would just be that would just be a bummer, and just like yeah. it would it could fit within an hour of a TV show or, or something or or a series or or something like that on the Bible of big stories from the Bible, and here's the Noah story, um, but he instilled it with uh, stuff that added style and and a spin to it that made it his own, and what else is an adaptation um but or a good adaptation but that is someone who adds their own spin to it not just like trying to do it as close to something else as already existed as possible you know and 
uh, it just didn't wasn't a lot of audience members cup of tea. Do you have a theory on why they didn't like it? You think it's just, they thought it was up its own its its own ass? I I would just I it's got to be you're going into the movie thinking I want a retelling of the Noah story and I want something that I've heard before. I want all the fam- familiarities that yeah. come with that. Like I'm taking my kids to go see it. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, we're going after church. We're going to go see the Noah movie. It's a thing that the family can go see. And then you go to it yeah. and you're like, Oh, this is like weird and dark and messed up. And yeah, like, I, I got to explain to little Jeffrey here. What a fucking watcher is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, da- daddy the where's is- the watchers in genesis i don't see him or, or are they in exodus no no little jeffrey uh the fallen angel oh god they're not oh shit <laughs> <laughs> so there's these nephilim right <laughs> 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 but that's see that's fun to me like i yeah, would take my I kids agree. to that because they will gravitate towards that if i went it, like if you were to tone back the violence and I'm sure probably some sex in Exodus, and then you would have like a really accurate retelling of that story and kind of strip some of that away and just really kind of focus on it being more of a big budget spectacle rather yeah. than it, it I, Exodus. Really? I think I'm glad you brought that one. There's a version that was just, just like that. Like where Ridley Scott like was the- like, okay, do Noah and Exodus. And he did, he does the whole Noah thing too. And it's just, yeah. Right. Absolutely. And I, that stuff wouldn't is, yeah, would be make this movie so boring. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And And there's still still parts of that in it. There's able to have that, but then he's also able to add flourishes of really weird stuff, which is the the stuff we like. Yeah. Really weird straight. And I was thinking the whole time watching this, I'm like, this is so weird. (laughs) This This movie is so weird. I'm just like, but I'm going to keep watching. I'm like, oh, man, this is is strange. Like, what's happening here? Every Aronofsky movie, right? It is Mm. all of the all of his movies are people going through really fucked up shit. And it just adds in these elements like Black Swan. If it was just a like, a, you know, uh, what the non kind of Mm -hmm. uh, fantastical elements were, Mm -hmm. it it would probably still be an Oscar contender because of just, I guess the kind of the content I think would still be there, mm-hmm. but um, it wouldn't be nearly as good and memorable as, and as interesting. Yeah. And I just, ah, oh, I, that's, you're so right because that there, he's able to have that in black watching it recently. Like it's, that movie is still there and he it's has all those, movie. he has all those <laughs> dramatic moments of, of a true, just classic drama where you don't, you know, if you edit out all the stuff where she's growing feathers and, and stuff, then it would still have have its effect. But that stuff just adds such a fucking. I think I read after watching it, he was intending it to be kind of like a psychological horror movie. And the type of horror in that one was something that was derived from an, a place that I hadn't really scene combined with necessarily the material that was that I was watching the movie like a ballerina movie and then like all the stuff with her mom and the part where she goes in the room with all the paintings screaming at her it was just like oh my god and she like wakes up and like um starts pleasuring herself and then like and it you know she starts getting really into it and then she looks over and her mom's sitting right there sleeping 
and like there's this bit and it cuts really close to the mom's face and then does like a really brash like string noise like a horror movie and like the mom is the derives a lot of horror uh in that movie in a way that like just ascend yeah ascends that movie to a different level where to swing between those tonal shifts while it doesn't always pan out and it doesn't always work work necessarily for everybody i should say that it's it's bold and it's fascinating earnest and uh pointed and if you're looking to have an experience that's unexpected and for lack of a better term artsy you know like it's 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 a good way to do it is to, to watch an aronofsky movie because there's not one of his i can think of that hasn't been like whoa what's happening <laughs> like and again for like requiem like and there's plenty of horrific truly horrific things in that movie but one of the big ones for me is the refrigerator i'm fucking terrified of that refrigerator in that in that movie and that's how oh, style, stylist, yeah. stylistically he's able to do that with a, an amazing performance of ellen burst bursting and he's able <laughs> to cast these uh great talents and and present them in a way that uh maybe they haven't been presented before or in in he's kind of reinvigorating some of their careers a bit like winona Ryder in this movie like she wasn't really doing a lot and uh, or no, sorry black swan Ryder. fuck i just watched black swan sorry winona Ryder and black swan uh you know she wasn't really doing much at the at that time and and she was able to play a character that had a had a didn't have too many scenes but a really big effect and she was used so well uh in in that movie and in his next movie um he's he's using brendan fraser as the as the lead and i'm I, so down for that i can't wait i can't wait I to can't. see what that's about i cannot wait that sounds so oh, that's fucking awesome and for him and for him to do that with him and the mickey rourke and the wrestler it takes a, which is a, such a good movie with big swing as well yeah both uh mickey rourke right in wrestler yes and wrestler, yes, Mickey Rourke and Marissa Tomei mm-hmm. both become elevated in their careers after, Big time, after, yeah. that, after that movie. Mm-hmm. And oh, he's directed man. a lot of uh, Oscar nominated performances. And Natalie Portman, I believe, won one for Black Swan, and mm-hmm. I believe Ellen, Ellen Burstein and hers. And yeah, it's 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 the material there is fascinating. Like the beats of the characters are. There's moments in all of his movies where something really big has to be conveyed in a, in a scene. I don't know. And in this one, I'm thinking of um, Emma Watson's scenes with with Russell Crowe, as well as just all the stuff on the boat. And the way that's able to be so entertaining is those performances, because the, the subject material is so dour and and dark of what what they're trying what he's trying to do and what they're trying to prevent him from doing and Jennifer Connelly and seeing her explode on him I mentioned earlier uh is something that like so visceral and real and 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 messy like really messy and he embraces that in in a way that uh is is gets those points across through through great performances on top of excellent cinematography 
and the faults of this movie are not in that. And uh, there's definitely other stuff that brings it down, but that just is just is more just like the frustrating aspect where it's uh, he's gonna he's gonna bring it um, and and bring his style as an auteur that that he is. It's just a question of, and this was what I was uh, dealing with. I think with in this movie, it's like, and I already mentioned before, is like, do I really care about a Noah movie? You know? Yeah, absolutely. He makes me care a bit more. That's what. Yeah, he does. for yeah. that's for I, sure. I might have already said that, but it's just he makes me care a bit more about a movie that I would not care otherwise. You know, I or it's like I guess there's never really been a Noah movie, but you know, do I do I need to see that play out? of you know but then still seeing all those people like hanging off on that rock when all the water's coming up that was rough and right so ray winstone sneaks onto the ark right i don't know where are we in the story should we go with go with that along and he no we i just that's after the battle right and then so ray winstone Mm -hmm. gets injured or not he does. Yes, he gets injured by noah then he kind of goes and hangs onto the side of the Mm -hmm. ship then uh, and him try to get his lady in the body <sighs> in the body pit and then she gets that trap that trap comes up later she i was like trampled well that, that was but, but then like that was that trap was set when russell crowe goes into the camp and i was just kind of like they're really like doing a close-up on this trap like this is going to be something later. And then like, I did not expect it to be that much later. I was like, Oh fuck. (laughs) She just gets fucking. Yeah. Trample. That was, that was brutal. After just like, she's just trying to scrounge in like the pit of her dead family. And they were trading women for food in, in the, in that settlement as well. Right. Was that what was happening? Cause there was that gate set up between like, kind of like the haves and the have nots. It seemed like, or like the, the, I didn't know the, the royalty and or like the knights and, and like where Ray Winstone probably was, where it was like this fence and all the people that were trying to get in and all this stuff. And then this guy was like dragging his daughter. I don't and it wasn't his daughter, it was just a girl, and then he like pushed her through the gate and then he got like some sort of food back. Something like that. <laughs> and there was and like when he first walked into the camp, they were saying, like, give me your baby, give me your baby. I'm like, are they eating babies? I don't know. Maybe that <laughs> maybe that wasn't happening. I was like, this is fucked up. But I, the guy was trying to steal steal the babies and for maybe for trading for food or what, but I yeah, I don't know. That was just absolute savages out there. It it, it, it reminded it, me of mother. That part reminded me of mother. There has to be a in the movie a depiction of those people being really terrible. I think in order for you to get away with killing all of them and then still feeling any sort of like sympathy or mm-hmm. like, I don't know. You're so uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> there the, has to be the, ca- the casualty of Did the girl, uh, have the to girl get trampled? was, was, just... was rough. I mean, yeah. Was that, I mean, was it, necessary? it's necessary for a ham's journey, I guess. But he has to so, hate his father that much, right? Because yeah, that was super yeah. fucked. Oh man, this movie is really good. <laughs> I am starting to come around so hard on this movie because, yeah, he makes it interesting. He makes it. He makes it have teeth, you know, and 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 have the drama continue on that boat. You, a part of me. With, feels like it's coming to a halt in certain certain ways because it's built up so much and then you're like wow there's still a lot of this movie left but 
yeah, I think I was just maybe a little frustrated with his back and forth of of everything. And then, yeah, it's you're right. It's necessary for them to show how bad them, things are for them to kill everyone off. And then it's necessary on top of that to kill her off to, uh, you know, antagonize the, the son to him. And then that through line of the arc of him truly accepting that he's going to be on his own forever. And he walks away, which I... I don't know if I, if I'm not sure if that was if earned is the right way I should put it, whether it was earned or whether I just didn't care enough about his, his character. And I've maybe they, they did do the legwork to make me care, but I thought the extraneous time spent on that plot line of trying to find him a mate, uh, was just one of the more frustrating parts of, and more, slower parts of the movie for me for me so um yeah i I cared more about emma emma watson's character like was interesting to me just to be like oh man like a lot of pressure on her to be the mother of the world and she's like (laughs) barren but but also she's like and she's like the fanfic character where she's not in the bible and they just like throw her in to serve this you know to serve serve this purpose to be the the womb (laughs) Which was, oh, I, I guess that's really, what she's boiled down to in certain ways. I didn't but she, care for but that. She, that makes she me has weirded some, out. She has some good. That. She has it's like not, effective scenes. I, I was impressed with her emotional range as an actor, and uh, but that was something where it's like you could see as a girl when she was stabbed, and you know I understand that was already being very few people in that tribe and the fam- family and everything. So she doesn't have. She's not going to be able to have children already they were calling that out as a as a girl you know that's going to be a plot line and there's going to be some immaculate conception i don't know i just knew that there's going to be something like that that is the magic she has is to do to have kids and it, yeah it, not methuselah it, methuselah baby for sure but the magic like the magic is materializes within her in this uh-huh. particular way mm-hmm. and which is i guess also similar to the father that is Noah passing down his blessing to younger children, because that's Be there is multiply baby. Yeah. I, but I, I get, I get that. I'm not a huge fan of just, yeah, her sole purpose is to have children and mm-hmm. they're, they have that scene too, where they just have sex, just like, that was a bit much that was a bit much that's so i yeah i don't i don't know how you approach that because i guess you have to okay well and i think maybe that was more too because immediately after that scene they show up like they look like they just had had whoopee made whoopee and then (laughs) noah's like where the fuck is ham and they're like oops (laughs) and then there's like fuck we forgot to look for ham we were too busy bone zoning (laughs) and then it's the girl gets trampled right uh, that's when, yeah, Ham is, is trying to bring the girl back. And then had they gone and found Ham earlier, maybe they could have helped that girl out of the trap. Maybe they wouldn't, you know, there is no atoning for that. <laughs> and they were just, they, oh my God, it was so silly. That was silly that that happened. And it, it took me out of the movie because, yeah, it, it seemed like yeah. they had sex, were just pretty devil may care about things while there is a whole army rushing behind and then a person gets trampled. It's just, it's such a huge whiplash of, have you ever been in the forest in the, in the rain, Brandon, you just had a magical, magical touch on your womb and you just, you just, just, (laughs) there's no, there's no stopping it. 
I, I read this is also shitty IMDb. You've, you've had this happen to you? IMDb trivia. No, I was asking you. Well, okay. I, it just I know like I made it of... sound like rhetorical, but it's not. I'm I'm sorry. I was being facetious. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but it sounded crazy. I wish. I wish that would happen to me. <laughs> Especially like hey, it's the end kidding. of the world as we know it, and then we're just like, and I'm gonna bone. <laughs> <laughs> wow well yeah i mean i'm not mad ab- okay now i'm not mad about it yeah <laughs> i guess it just I, totally it was it, uh, yeah it was bizarre i guess, uh, I guess there, it had to is... happen oh but that's what i wanted to posit to you is, is mm-hmm. that did we need her to be to have kids could we have just not even talked about it like right did we need to talk about the i think i think there was it was worthwhile to bring it up but the amount of time that they that they spent on on that uh it, I, it makes sense again it's like the first one of the first like they're all there it's their tribe and then the rest of the world it's like their family and then everyone else and so mm-hmm. bringing a new member in and and the possibility of other new members and, 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 and pushing the yeah. bloodline forward at that point, they, they weren't sure they were on their way to Methuselah when they first brought her in, when they, she was a girl. Uh, but even going forward, they were talking about bringing mates of animals on the, on the arc. So I think that's only natural that it should bring up for like, well, where, what about us? And, you know, we're bringing two animals specifically so we can carry on their, lineage and and what about humanity so yeah i don't know it only makes sense that so because i mean what else would need to happen because jennifer Connelly's not going to have another another kid and that would and i and and to be honest the introdu- to the introduction it just that wasn't even ever brought up so i guess i just and assumed that was well to be honest i i would cross my mind i was like well, why doesn't she just have another another kid or something but then i realized that the even the introduction of emma watson's character in my mind thinking about it was possibly that it made it a little bit more accepting that the um inbreeding wouldn't be so severe <laughs> <laughs> I, I get what some, you're talking get some, about. Like, fresh, I, get some fresh blood because they kept like, we're like, oh, okay, well, she'll come in. Like, if she can have kids, then Ham's good. They never they never said anything, but that's basically implying that it's like, oh, well, Ham's going to be like having kids with one of her kids. And I mean, it's just the beginning of the world. It's just what what was necessary to happen. If you only have that many people, gonna be, <laughs> there's going to be some inbreeding. But the less they talk about that, the better, you know? <laughs> Like there's yeah. too much. Yeah, the whole like lineage and kids thing. Oh man, yeah, it's just I I get why it's there. It's just mm-hmm. still there. Maybe it just can never be done well. Well, now like, I mean, Ham's not going to do. It. Now it's going to be up to Japheth. Yeah. It's like now it's going to do that same scene again. Where it's like, all right, Japheth, instead of you being the last person alive, you see this. Okay, I'm going to stop. Okay, I'm going to stop. stop. I'm going to stop. Let's not. Yeah, it's just a, it's oh. just like crazy. Like these are setting. This again. This is a setting where you don't see movies really taking place here often. It's it's even earlier than sword and sandals because they haven't. They barely invented swords yet. You know, they've like just invented sandals. And a lot of them are still just using rocks and shit. It's besides the industrious canes of the of the world, but um, it's just the the drama that they're talking about is so fascinating. Like being on a boat and being the last people alive in the world is like, wow, this is interesting drama to like what they got to talk about. And then um, 
But then I just thought like Ham's yeah, whole thing like, being if like, you have a kid, you're gonna, we're gonna kill it, right? Ah, oh, yeah. yeah, Jesus. And, the, and that that it gave Shem a little bit to do because at this right, point right. he was just mm-hmm. really such a the guy. Oh man, he's such a good looking guy. He and really looks was, like the, he, the he looks like prototypes, the prototype of humanity of like. Okay, here's where we started, and then it all. Let's start it with the hottest people: <laughs> Jennifer Connelly, Russell yeah, Crowe, yeah. Emma Watson. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we. Oh man, Jennifer Connelly looks great. Oh my she's god! Like, uh, yeah, it's she's such a smoke show. She's 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 amazing uh, in in this movie for doing striking. Yeah, doing God's hard. work literally, uh, all all of them. <laughs> nah, but uh, her scenes where she has to ramp it up because she has to just follow Noah so much. I've mentioned so many times she brings it to that place like on a dime with no no problem, and uh, while still emoting and enunci- like enunciating all of all of everything that she's trying to convey to R- Russell Crowe about the situation. And while I think Emma Watson does it, yeah, she does she does a great job as as well too but you know she's kind of one of those people she kind of plays a kind of similar sort of style in a lot of her a lot of her movies which is um which is good but then right at the end with the scene i was like oh yeah why does she have a different accent (laughs) well yeah i'm not gonna who fucking cares who fucking cares but uh i'll stop getting in the weeds about that that bullshit but yeah ray is windstoning on on the arc hey what what uh what what do you think that lizard was was like i mean you think it was anything special about that lizard that he decimated from um existence that he ate ate the head off of (laughs) (laughs) you think that was like the lizard that would cure cancer or something yeah exactly yeah he's a real monster I I did not care for him being on the ship and that that that, that drag out of him, between him and Ham that drama of going back I, and forth and then Ham like oh no I'm actually going to be the one to kill you is just like yeah I could and then maybe that's again why I didn't care so much about Ham's and ending it was just kind of like whatever whatever but it gave Ham something to do which is uh. mm-hmm. but I also wanted to be like hey where's where's ham been these past like nine <laughs> months? Like, why does he keep stealing? Like, ha- like saving half of his, uh, flower, right. flower petals that we eat. And how do you, yeah, right. How do you keep him? Mm-hmm. I guess that ship's really fucking big. It's huge. I know. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's, he's just like, that's where he, he's like, all right, I'm gonna go take my second shit of the day. <laughs> I'll be back in a bit. <laughs> I'm really so so fascinated about arc life, man. What's that arc life like? <laughs> that needs to be in the show. Well, let's write that show for Amazon. Just, it's called Arc Life. Arc and life. But I but I'm not. It's not going to be funny. Okay, we're laughing about it. This show would not be funny. This would be like we are keeping with the tone of this movie. Got it. And okay. It is arc life. Well, honestly, uh, I was considering doing a Waterworld sort of take on it. Uh, where there was like roaming tribes of other uh, oh, during, people oh, that are man. on like maybe not wave runners. We haven't gotten to the wave runner point, but they're on like little <laughs> little rafts with like those uh, little flare things that they shoot out. And then there's just like I yeah, it's that. a water world uh, version. <laughs> oh my god! And there's like fucking uh, 
Loch Ness monsters. Like there's whole race of Loch Ness monsters that still still exist. <laughs> I wanted to see yeah. more of that. So I wanted to see some like different vari. They there were variations of animals. I really like that. Uh, there's like an armadillo fox that they uh, the bad people hunt hunt down. The cane people hunt down, and that's what the I was armor wondering. Armor of it. Yeah, like know. armadillo f- armor. I was curious <laughs> if like. I'm like, wait, what happened to that one? Why didn't that one make it on the arc? I was like, oh, it's because they hunted them out of existence, probably. <laughs> That's probably. I got you, movie. I got you. If they didn't die then, James, they're, it's not like <laughs> there were animals on that arc that are not with us anymore. Regardless. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> Hate to break it to you. Yeah, you're right. that's what actually fed noah's family all these extinct animals that's how it worked (laughs) they just we love (laughs) they have like imbued with magical powers Mm. oh Uh, man so yeah arc life man wow what there i remember getting to that point in the movie and being like oh so this is gonna keep going i was like kind of excited i was kind of curious like also a little bit like what how are they going to do this but also like i'm curious like what how, how are they going to do this and uh it was like 40 minutes left when they get on the arc of the movie and i was just like wow i don't remember anything after the arc from the bible i just remember like yep yeah, and they sailed to new land and were fruitful and multiplied and da, 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 and on to the next on to the next story is is uh is my retelling of the bible um but whole 40 minutes of, of arc, arc life drama. And then he's like, get its crescendos with, they're about to escape on her water breaks, Emma Watson's water breaks. So she's going into labor at the same time as Ham is doing this ruse to Noah, seeing the <laughs> animals are battling each other. Down. Convenient. Yes, the timing. And, the timing. Um, it's like God wanted it. Oh, sorry, the creator. Yeah, yeah. This is non-denominational over here, buddy. Um, <laughs> they uh, so they have their battle. Is this okay? I didn't roll my eyes. Uh, save for this one time for the movie, I was just kind of like, "Oh my god!" Um, was when they're battling. Ray Winstone is battling Noah. <laughs> And Ham is like, oh, what do I do? Oh, geez, oh, boy, you do. And then um, the eldest, I forget his name. Was it Shem Shem or something like that? Shem. Shem Mm -hmm. comes in uh, to fight Noah because Noah wants to kill his his baby, babies that you find out soon. And so right when Shem starts battling Noah, uh, Ray Winstone just goes like back off he's mine and he hits him. <laughs> they're like fighting over who gets to fight noah i was like get the fuck out of here i, I thought that was so stupid but really funny <laughs> it was just kind of like no he's mine <laughs> and then he just like dispatches shem like nothing Instant, yeah, instantly, yeah he's like oh and then he just is like uh, oh laying there like a he looks like a fallen angel that yeah. chis- yeah. that chiseled chin my god <laughs> Cut All glass. these hot, sexy people in, on this on this arc. I mean, Crow's looking like a snack still, and at this yeah, point, oh, in for his, sure. his career too. Yeah, he's he's a daddy, or, or <laughs> yeah, a daddy. 
A zaddy. Oh, yeah, no, he's for, oh, Russell Crowe's zaddy. <laughs> um yeah that's so those those things are happening simultaneously uh ham has a change of heart kills off tubla tubla or whatever tubla cane tubla Tubla, tubla cane and um and then he's like now you're now you're man jonesy jonesy now you're man (laughs) um that's such a and he gives him the snakes the snake skin yeah, for him to have this, oh, it is just a turncoat. That guy just, he is convicted all the way to his death. And then at the last, his dying breath, he's like, actually, I'm really glad you did that. <laughs> that was the better move. That's what I've been I, wanting you to do this whole time. I, that, was the le- that was the lesson. That was the lesson. And then Noah, this is how how simultaneous these two things are happening. Noah doesn't have any time to really even react to mm. Ray Winslow dying. He's just kind of like, all right. Go kill those <laughs> Go, hey, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Go kill those babies. He kind of like looks at both of his sons. He's like, all right, t- yeah, time to kill your siblings. Um. And then Jennifer Conley resisting him. Ah, she's so good. Uh, it was just mm-hmm. heartbreaking, man. Her she and she makes it so heartbreaking. And that scene with ah, uh, so uh, so rough. Emma Watson trying to like calm the babies down. Mm-hmm. Uh, in order for she's him, sc- yeah, just oh. screaming almost the whole time. It's just yeah. Emma Watson yelling, and she Emma Watson can turn it up. You know, that's what I was saying. It's very, very believable emotional range because, like, people, anyone would, any mother would, anyone would be inconsolable at that moment. So to bring that believability to that moment, she, she really did, and I was, my heart was breaking, extra, extra because of her, her performance and um, the pacing of it uh, was, was effective. Um, but also it's just like, man, like this is what the Noah movie is, is Noah going, <laughs> no, Noah is the villain in that, in that portion of the movie. Like, and Absolutely. it's something that was just so interesting. It was like, yeah, it was like, Noah is the bad guy. Ray Winstone's kind of incapacitated and, and everything. And it's more about ham. If anything, him being there is just to more use ham to get him to his final form. Um, but Russell oh. Crowe really is the fucking villain. And he's like, I love mad-eyed Russell Crowe with like some wily hair and stuff and he's just like looking through like cracks in the floorboards and like <laughs> oh and everyone's like God. just scared of Russell Crowe like I would be too he's uh, he's terrifying he's intimidating yeah. I, that's that's what I heard with the Ray Winstone casting is they needed someone to stand up to Russell Crowe to be like be able to and I, I heard about that yeah. perfect casting if that's the case um and yeah and so that's all happening at the same time he raises a knife and this just reminds me if if aronofsky was was trying to elicit this sort of idea it just reminded me of there's a story where abraham is told to sacrifice his i believe firstborn like go up on top top of a mountain um the guy who did the ten commandments and all that shit uh he's told to go up on a mountain and sacrifice his firstborn isaac by god and this is going to be me paraphrasing a a bible story but this is what it is a short version so he goes up there and he takes his his son isaac and he's like what are we doing dad we're we're just gonna go play fetch or something and no he like takes him up there he puts him on the slab on top of a mountain god's like yeah you're supposed to kill your fucking son 
and and show me how show me how much you love me, baby. <laughs> come on, how much you love me? Come on, come on, I'm the creator. How much you love me? And and right up to the point, and that that reminded me of just like the I remember this this story because of just how fucked up it is. Is a knife going up, and he's just about to kill Isaac. And at that moment, he's like, oh, just kidding. No, 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 no. I'm just kidding. No, don't do it. No, it's, we're good. We're good. We're good. Just, want, just wanted to see if how how devout you really were. And now that, now that you know, I saw it, we're cool. We're cool. So here's this ram. It's stuck in a thicket. Grab the ram and sacrifice that poor defenseless creature instead. And we're good. And we'll call it a day. <laughs> bing, bang, boom. And Isaac's like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> um, God, it's such a, oh that's yeah and that's the bible um but that whole scene of him about to sacrifice the those fucking babies man it just reminded me of like yeah it's accurate to shit that happens in the bible from what i remember a very you know loose telling of something that i remember that more like scarred me (laughs) not scarred but just like wow whoa geez why would god want that that's that's rough um the dinner after that must have been (laughs) tense (laughs) Uh, <laughs> yeah. again like jennifer Connolly, they they have she's like oh, i guess i'll fucking start planting oh jesus what should i plant some some fucking eggplant oh here's fucking noah coming along <laughs> just about to kill our grandkids and she has to convey like this like okay like acceptance and i bring bring you back and she's crying and happy at the same time and that they get to start their new world together but that's a lot to weigh in on just one scene of like her accepting him back into everything but also it's yeah so you're you're getting a direct line into from god from the creator as far as she's concerned her what she must be going through is is rough and everyone around noah to follow him when he's the only one who's like really really talking and he's like yeah no humanity's done sorry guys (laughs) fuck yeah you brought us this far you brought us all the way on the ark just yeah okay well shit shit I mean, also, too, you see, you know, these rock people and you're like, well, okay." (laughs) I mean, he obviously is, you know, the chosen one. He whatever he says goes. And yeah, he holds um, Russell Crowe really succeeds in that role. And he does a lot where he is just the strongest and best person in the world that he's inhabiting. Mm -hmm. And they're. Yeah. And. Cause he but, just, but also, yeah, not like he's definitely flawed. So I do like that. Aspect. He is flawed yeah. for sure. Cause <clears throat> to get to the end of the movie, which I think drags a little bit. Cause mm-hmm. you know, you're on, he's drunk on a beach and that part. Now, yeah. Yeah. There's, which leads to a really good conversation with Emma Watson about how mm-hmm. he has to accept the fact that he failed his mission. But understand that it no, it was, it was more like he had the 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 free will to decide like he, he was given given the given the choice and the reason that he was chosen to make that choice is that redundant but is that he chose love and he had the capacity for love because when he said he raised the knife all he felt was love when he looked at um looked at his grandchildren you know which is yeah, that's. I thought gonna, I thought that com, combination of I, ideologies, and maybe not. Maybe that's not the best way to put it. But just that combination of free will, along with uh, a movie that really is 
set up by God telling someone what to do and then it ending with being like you made the decision and uh, you had every moment to not this this could not have been our reality and it was your decision to make it so and yeah but it's it's also yeah it's like loose and not fully the reasons as to why and when the signs are given aren't fully clear or or whatever but i enjoy the way it's imparted through the visions i enjoy those vision quests with the tea and the and dreaming um and everything and then of course there's the the rainbow it's a circle rainbow oh (laughs) it's so beautiful it's a circle rainbow um yeah and so they they land on uh a rock and ray winstone is like buried underneath it for a second when during that battle (laughs) that was the timing of that too that was that was more so the sign another sign i guess of of uh the creator and, and the timing of everything that was that was happening um and yeah so he's cast out and kind of living on the beach with all the barrels of berry rum or whatever the fuck uh, cast out is that's what i was getting maybe, at, i don't know that, or maybe he cast himself out maybe he he did know, yeah mm-hmm. yeah he cast right, himself okay. out because he felt like he failed his mission right right where god i see what you're saying and it's it just so that's so oh man it is now russell crowe is really in russell crowe where he (laughs) it just is has this huge burden and he's removed himself from everybody he's Mm -hmm. just drinking all the time and yeah to see um his grandson have to cover his grandfather because he's i'm just so curious what is he drinking it's uh it has the color a reddish hue if it's a wine of some kind an early form of a wine i mean they just fermented berries is my guess like there was berries that were brought up and they let them ferment or in in some way shape or form and somehow made some sort of uh fucking alcohol formed out of it or or whatever so yeah but you gotta you gotta grow the whole tree i mean we're on a we're on like a completely new planet at this point i I mean they brought it brought it with them on the ark and like the ark you see was on that mountain he just like brought it off the ark they had it with them it was my then they set set up i don't remember the i don't know how he brought it all the way down to the beach but (laughs) well it also seemed like he was very far away yeah 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 i don't know how he brought it all the way down there Uh, yeah he's like hey creator can i borrow one of those watchers real quick and they come back down is that okay (laughs) because i need to move i need to move a couple couple kegs or they just like maybe they just washed up on the beach on the shore or something you roll down there he's like i'm gonna go live on the beach oh perfect there's my berry rum (laughs) i am set (laughs) i am all good he just brought it with him. That was on the Ark as well as just alcohol. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I figured. Like they, there's some early version of they figured out how to make it and they were all the, throughout all their preparations. He's just like had some, I don't know, there was 10 years passed for them to prepare to go on the Ark. So he's just like, all right, let's start let's use some of those berries and, and get them ready for, I don't know what kind of liquor or alcohol or whatever sort of <laughs> fermentation that you got going on. People can make uh toilet wine in prison <laughs> anything, <laughs> anything is possible <laughs> uh, yeah it's just one of the first created things on the planet <laughs> yeah 
I love that though. Yeah, uh, I mean that's that's so cool. Even like uh, Methuselah's T and stuff. It's just like these these early versions of things of like substances. Oh, try yeah. that. Try that mushroom. See what happens. You know. <laughs> uh, and the, yeah, it looked like Iceland or something. I don't know where they filmed it, but but man, that must have that must have been something doing all these all these shots there that beach that. Um, they were on for that scene that you're talking about. Emma Watson and, and Russell Crowe just look so primordial with like the the walls and how they were. There's like these blocks that look like they were still like forming, and the island off the coast of it just looked like new land. And I, I thought the, the choices of location just added so much. And and again the and the wardrobe was just added so much flavor to to bring me in. Uh, and then at, at which point. Do you remember where it essentially tell it, it it introduces which does is done in another one of those stop almost stop motion scenes where it's like a series of images done in like a a very fast sort of yeah. way to show a passage of time they show uh essentially a a, a creation and evol a creation and evolution theory of of the beginning of the world is is kind of what it presents and possibly even the big bang it, it looked like as was was a part of it as along with the the creator um which i thought yeah. was interesting to especially how he did it arc. stylistically how he showed that um there was, was so, also people so cool from our see. time yeah, and then yeah. they showed this the silhouettes of different civilizations of people fighting, and that's that kind of mother stuff where it's just like you're now. This is the point of the movie where he sits us all down and he tells us like mm -hmm. what what he's we should all be getting out of it a bit, but still is like which it is, is done what in, is in also the, happening in the, the movie. They're all sitting down, mm -hmm. and Russell Crowe is he's doing the voiceover. It's about every day that the right right the creator did and it was and he's explaining to his family that the world needs to get back to there we ruined mm -hmm. it and then it's those striking images of just adam yeah, and eve and stuff cosmos swirling around behind them and it's these silhouettes of yeah it was really something to see what i was saying about the um present day people in that because then that is just not we're yeah we're not part of this time that we've been in for this movie yeah it gives you a little head spin you're like wait whoa this is these are things that i recognize in the real world mm -hmm. sort of thing and like i've been watching this whole movie of like things that are not have no have, or very f super removed connection to anything uh now besides the themes and ideas that they're dealing with some some things never change man history just repeats itself right and that's the sitting down and and telling you and that's that is the moral of this movie that Darren Aronofsky is trying to say that's uh yeah the clearest point and that and that and yeah and that's sort of like that sin that's within all of us as well as I think a, is kind of driven home at this point as well throughout throughout the movie you know there's plenty of points that that's just a big thing that's Noah's dealing with within his own heart is is uh and why he has he's tussling with even the why humanity should exist but uh wow yeah it's um this movie. it's not what i expected again and then so they have the they have the whole and in a sort of uh what's like a it's almost like uh 
synchronic the right right word sort of way or like six for like how the movie started a cyclical sort of way how it how it ends is he does that whole ritual with his uh son to give him the snake yeah. skin or, or no sorry the the his grand grandchildren um he does this high love it's just it's so particular it looks like it is a ritual that there's a there is a right and there's a right way to put the snake skin on and he puts it on in a way that his father did it and they do it in the same way and i just love those things in movies where you don't say anything about it but it's just like this is how it's done this is yep. this is how you do this and if oh, you ever if you ever much. put a snakeskin thing on your arm for this ritual like this is the way that it's done and even the son or something would see it and he'd be like oh well i he wouldn't even have to tell me i would just look at it and be like i'm going to do that next time i do it for my kids or whatever and i just uh you know, maybe there's other things that you could explain more, but while uh, this is an more than yeah, an adaptation by Darren Aronofsky, um, he's able to instill his artistic uh, elements into it, and this in the same way that he does with his original material. But to see him adapt something like this is just fascinating, man, and and to have blockbuster kind of money thrown at it from these from these studios um the the budget was 125 to 160 million is what it says box office 359 million so i yeah i mean people were very interested in, in seeing this movie and that's why i think it it stoked such a reaction because a lot of people were curious about i don't think there'd been a, there hasn't been a movie about noah really a full-length noah movie and so people came out to uh to check it out um from and sorry i have to remind myself again what was the movie that he he did right uh before noah was black swan yeah the one that i had just watched so is these wrestler was just no magic you know that was just really just gritty human human drama black swan starts to bring that surreal sort of uh element to it and like the almost magical realism i guess i i should say in a psychological horror sense you get, and then you got Noah and Mother next to each other, which are mm, the kind of biblical sort of uh, leaning duo of of movies. So his his career is fascinating to me in, in general, and he hasn't come out with another movie since Mother in 2017. The next one is Brendan Fraser, The Whale, um, and I'm and I will be there to to check it out. Like he's he's got a tight uh, filmography uh, with some real interesting entrance to it and. Mother, I mm -hmm. thought might be a polarizing one, but I, I think that one's just kind of like uh, like more consensus across across the board. But that one is uh, something to see, to say the least. Uh, but I would be happy to move on um, if you'd like me to read read a couple of reviews, or if you yeah, do, please. you have anything else to say about like why you think the it's a this fits the description of a polarizing movie? Yeah, because I think you go at it, and this people don't understand um, or appreciate the magical realism in this movie. They wanted a more um, understood retelling of Noah. And yeah, I, but I think this movie is fantastic because of the magical realism and how mm -hmm. interesting it is put together. Um, there's so, yeah. But let's do the reviews first, because I'm getting sure. Um, so I'll do some positive critics ones uh, just off of uh, Rotten Tomatoes. They got these little snippets of some of their reviews. 
Um, let's let's find. Ooh, oh, here's one from Christianity Today, and it's positive. From Alyssa Wilkinson, it explores concepts like grace, justice, pride, guilt, and love. It respects its source material and respects the power of human imagination. It takes a sober look at the evil in the human heart, and that is the sort of movie worth watching. Well put. Yeah. I thought that was well put. Um, The New Yorker, David Denby. In a single sequence, Aronofsky combines creationism, Darwinian evolution, original sin, the end of days, and radical environmentalism. That's He's essentially describing the climax of of the movie. Uh, Mm -hmm. And if you were to use the term up, up its own ass, I could see someone pointing to that scene possibly, but I... I look at things like this and I and I just try to recognize when I see an earnest filmmaker really trying to spread a positive message about something they truly believe in. And I think that this movie and and Mother, he's really reaching for these messages that are 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 big, big ideas and big messages yep. that he's trying to uh, that are worldwide scale uh sort of messages about about how we should treat ourselves and, and the planet and using biblical stories to do it and it's it's a very interesting strange thing to do and 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 it's fun to watch um oh yeah mark kermode observer uh the strangest 125 million dollars ever spent by a major studio strangest i thought that was that's yeah pointed and great good good word um Lawrence Phelan, Independent, the domestic melodrama and psychological realism which Aronofsky gives Noah to wrestle with are interesting enough, and Russell Crowe is the ideal actor to show Noah brooding upon his lot. All right, I'll do one more. Uh, It is from Chicago Reader, from Ben Sachs. For all the high-tech showmanship on display, this retelling of Noah and the Ark marks a serious effort to engage with the Old Testament as a literary text. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's check out some negative audience reviews. Yeah. I think this will be interesting. I, I like to switch over to Amazon. As I've said in past episodes, other audience members vote on reviews themselves to vote whether they think they're helpful. So they're like peer reviewed to pump the ones that people agree with on the top. Sure. Uh, and I think that's worth checking out. So this is from Tech What, one star titled Blasph- Blasphemy Through and Through. This is a garbage movie, taking liberties saying the fallen angels were given forgiveness when the book of Enoch clearly states that they will never receive it. (laughs) Here we go. Here's that bullshit. The the watchers were brought up right off the bat. Yep. Ham and Japheth not having wives before entering the ark, only two of each animal and fallen angels as angels as rocks are just some of the things that make this one of the most blasphemous movies I have ever seen. (laughs) Do not waste your time or money. 121 people found this helpful. Yeah, people take issue. It's something that's really important to them. But it's also, I don't know, these stories are fantastical. But then it's all, yeah, people just take them very, yeah, just very, like, literally, this is how, this is the history of the world. This is our, this is, this is our history book. And you're, you're giving people the wrong history uh, when you're, when you're messing with it like, like that. Um, but I don't know. Do people get mad at like inglorious bastards for when they kill Hitler? I don't know. <laughs> you just change, change things a bit. Like fuck with it. Like you're, this is your version of telling that story. Whatever. I don't know. Maybe that's not the best comparison. 
anyways I, mean, I get the comparison but yeah, yeah i just uh, get, it's the bible stuff man mm -hmm. it just it it's way more stuff. important to people yeah yeah it just and that really bums me out that people need that they need just a uh direct telling of this mm -hmm. and that's what you know i and you've yeah, because that just means that couldn't you take this and add imagination into it, add some mm -hmm. uh, things that are fantastical because it is just a story. Mm -hmm. Sure. And treat it and treat it like a, movies or stories. And that's the connection. Like, can, mm -hmm. can't you sit in the scene and be like, I'm in a theater seeing a no movie. I've I've sat in the same seat and I've seen, you know, people fight over the planets like I just. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. It, I mean, even like I, I blasphemous, isn't that crazy to hear about this? Cause I, I don't think this is disrespectful to Christianity at all. Did you mm -hmm. get that sense? I don't, it's, it's really just, it's that altering of it and it's not even it. it and, and that's enough to, to, to use that term to some people, I think, because it's just not true. And then when those people watch it, I, I've and this is again this is maybe conjecture just what I'm considering their thought process might go through it's just this is this well what's the purpose of this is that this is an affront to what the truth really is and uh what yeah what is what is the purpose of that I think people people get a yeah I don't know I, I feel like I'm really just uh, maybe projecting what I think might might be the case but even just reading that one review and I'll, I'll read a couple more you you can kind of get the idea straight out of out of someone's mouth when you when you read this and it is uh clearly someone knew the story well enough it's like well no ham had a partner and he brought her on the ark and that's how the story goes and when you're watching the movie and you're like wow this whole middle portion of the movie is about him trying to find a partner and then he gets and then he's like oh he's got this girl okay i guess that's how this happens she gets fucking trampled oh my god what the fuck is this <laughs> like shit oh this is awful oh and ham's just gonna walk off at the end what the fuck oh shit with the snake skin why is the snake skin special that's from the devil like this is a talisman. This is like a false idol. I don't know. I'm just like, you can, I, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking whatever. It's like, it, it's just different and it's enough to offend. I even to put it lightly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, should I do? I'll do a couple more. Um, from Pauline Gallagher. Don't bother. This has got to be the dumbest. Not sure if that is actually a word. Is it most dumb movie I have ever seen? Pretty sure. Pretty sure it's dumbest. Pauline, you got it. Um, it's like the writer, yeah. it's like the writer read the Bible, got a general gist of what it was about, and then decided it wasn't interesting enough and went completely off the rails with artistic license, not worth the few bucks I spent to rent it. Read the story in the Bible far more interesting. I don't know. I thought those, I thought this one was pretty interesting. I thought it was interesting too. <laughs> there was, there was even more stuff going on in this one. Um, <laughs> Legion Warrior 2. What a horrible movie. One star. What a horrible movie. I can't believe I actually tried to watch this at all. I expected to at least follow the true account, but it's nothing more than fantasy. Hell yeah. If you like fantasy, you watch it for what it is. Fantasy. Yep. But if you're looking for a movie that follows the true account of Noah, oh, this isn't man. it. The rock monsters were also computer animation and so awkward throughout the whole movie. I couldn't stop thinking how stupid they looked. <laughs> 
I mean, it's like a self, it's self-aware of really. And it's like, you're yeah, I mean, he's, you're right. Like, I was looking for fantasy. I didn't realize I was, but once I that those elements were presented, I'm like, hell yeah, this is cool. <laughs> but then someone else is presented with like, this is not cool. This is not what I want. <laughs> and that, yeah. Um, this this is worst Noah movie ever. What other Noah movies are there? Worst Noah movie I've ever seen. I, f- I feel I spend my money in vain and was ripped off. Please do not buy this movie. It is not true to the biblical story of Noah. This movie is a delusion. <laughs> um, this movie is a delusion. This movie is a delusion. Occult trash, someone says. Do you want, I don't think that person understands movies. Someone else says, good for those not, not knowledgeable with eighth grade science or math. Very dishonest and dangerous depiction of the Bible. Uh, okay, I, I think I might have to check this one out. Cynthia Queen. Christians should stay away from this movie if you were... Christians should stay away from this movie. You were only be tainted by it. If you believe in rock people, yes, rock giants, that man so screwed up the world that there was nothing left of it, that Noah was insane, that he tried to kill his own children and his grandchildren, that he lived in a drunken stupor until a woman told him he was right, <laughs> then this movie might be for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. okay. This is for me. If you believe in the Bible, then this is the worst, worst adaptation of Noah <laughs> I have ever seen. I mean, how many adaptations of Noah have people seen? I wanted to see this for the beautiful world and loving ability of man, but this is not the movie to watch for that there was nothing but hatred nothing but insanity obviously written by atheists i'm not talking about the story i'm talking about the producers and the writers of the script just when you thought hollywood could go no lower then came noah i'm really surprised how the actors and producers and writers could sleep at night after this an extra shame on you russell crowe you were the actor drawing this and you should be ashamed of yourself wow taking him to task yeah wow there's some yeah there's some really upset upset people uh yeah um oh okay i'm gonna do one more because this one sounds like a different flavor of bad review and i and i'd like to uh do something other than it's it's an affront it's an affront (laughs) on my religion uh this is from willburn one star run rough even for aronofsky diehards i've been a huge aronofsky fan for 15 plus years ever since seeing requiem and shortly thereafter pie i was aware of the poor critical and consumer reaction to this film but assumed it was technical cgi like a cgi looks fake he says in parentheses and quotations or typical blowback blowback to biblical themes noah is one of those movies where throw out where throughout the movie you find yourself asking did someone actually think that scene line special effect etc was a good idea I was genuinely shocked by how bad this movie was on so many levels and really wonder what could have been going through the director's head throughout production and editing. Yeah, okay. That was interesting because, yeah, that's somebody who who likes The Fountain if he said he's still... I don't know, he didn't... Maybe that's not true. He said he's just like been really into Darren Aronofsky leading up to this. I just, I just consider Fountain having a lot of weird stuff that kind of kind of relates to this movie in in sense of like the the tree of life thing um yeah. and representing like an using an old story to represent uh modern uh uh opinions or commentary on uh mortality and how people deal with it uh and love but yeah that movie's weird and the structure is nothing like i've ever seen but that's that's why you go to a movie sometimes right otherwise you just go to movie to uh 
you know, slip into a popcorn coma and watch the world fill with water. And then, you know, you call it a day and you never think about it again. But this, the thing, the thing that I like about it and that says that there's certain times where polarizing movies are maybe the ones to seek out more so because there's people that do really like it and there's people that really don't like it. But the, the commonality between those two camps, the people that we talk about have so much issues with is the reaction. It, it, it incites a reaction in both of them, I think. And that's, and that's the really interesting thing about all of these movies that, that we talk about is I incites, incites some form of reaction from the people writing these reviews. It's got to be purposeful from a lot of these directors, clearly from Aronofsky, and it incites a reaction from us, and we blab and blab about it um, for way too long. So it's uh, it does its job, and I, I feel like Aronofsky has to know in a lot of his movies that not everyone's going to like this. And I do oh, ad- I do admire that as well um, as much. I don't know. I, whenever I see pictures of him, he's always wearing the scarf ascot thing or whatever, so he kind of just looks like <laughs> the douchey director dude. But uh, man, I think he went to like Harvard, I believe as well. It's like the dude's smart and he, he makes like, again, like the camera moves and Requiem and, and The Fountain is something where I've seen many times and I get something new each time. It is super emotional for me to go through and uh, it's one of my favorites. And um I'm always down to check out a new Aronofsky movie and I'm happy that he's, he's doing it. And I want, I'm glad that throughout this discussion that we were able to commend a lot of the, the artistic merits of, of this movie. If you don't mind, maybe I can just roll into my, my final thoughts. Um, yeah, I really think we, we did a good job in, in expressing at least me expressing all my, my feelings about it. Um, try to keep this brief i know i have such a hard time with it but uh the positive aspects of it for a lot as we've been saying throughout this whole time were the fan fiction stuff and 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 the watchers and and this these elements that were unexpected and new and from um someone's mind that's uh coming up with fresh ideas and telling again like a postmodern version of of the story the places where it falls off for me a little bit is kind of like the the jump ahead in time and they're building the arc and it plays out kind of like a what you would expect a noah movie to kind of do um not to its detriment but just not maybe a little bit for me but just i understand that's a necessary part of it um but i i believe it goes to my further point which i said earlier too it's just like I will give it a knock for just like on a very subjective level. I'm not sure how much I find a Noah movie interesting to me. Like how much would I really want to watch a Noah movie anyways, as much as I love Aronofsky uh, or, or just am curious and interested about what he does. Um, would I want to watch a Noah movie, just like throw on this movie again, uh, regardless of, of who did it. And I think that's going to be something that throughout the watching of it as well, I was having a hard time um, maintaining interest when it's like, well, he's, I know the ending and I know the main action of this movie. And the more it got into that stuff, the more I I checked out, as I said, and uh, um, the magic of the mythology, the, uh, the ideas that seem very close to home for Aronofsky that aren't over too overdone and too up its own ass to the point where it's banging you over the head with its messages um i think are worth 
again, worthwhile messages to try to express to the world and to have an earnest filmmaker doing interesting things with material that's one of the oldest stories that you could ever you could ever have is a, a special thing in its own way and a strange weird special thing of a movie um that i still even after talking about it this whole time i have a hard time coming to terms with exactly how i feel about it uh will i ever watch it again i don't know it's it's if i was doing this whole aronofsky completionist i'm going to go through run through all of his movies but even watching black swan so close to noah was like took a took a toll on my soul if you know what i mean of, of just uh, watching his characters go through what they what they go through um but he delivers on on interesting ideas and uh fascinating visual imagery and stylistic choices from wardrobe uh to how he sets up a shot in beautiful locations and uh gets performances out of people in in uh in ways that's also unexpected and also the drama itself. Um, it's very dark, but it helps personify these characters in ways I never thought really possible. Um, and then at the end, I still find myself not, not caring too much about ham. I understand he went through a lot this movie, but, uh, <laughs> You know, know, it was just one of those things where it's just like he's right where he started and now he's at a place of acceptance, but now he's not, he's without his family. And that's (laughs) what it took, I I guess, or whatever. But it just like, I was just more like, don't go, like, don't go, just, just stay. Like, why do you, why do you need to go? It's just like, no, he's just like accepted that he needs to be on his own. It just didn't, that didn't really resonate with me too much. Um, The drama with, with Emma Watson and the and the lineage i do get what you mean where she is boiled down to uh her ability her ability to make babies um within that character she's able to express an emotional range through some really hard scenes to work through even to watch is hard to watch but for her to to express those things is very difficult and then to kind of like give the final speech to russell crowe at the end she had to do a lot and jennifer conley as well um the one thing i will say about him it's like they they i think him being the middle child i thought there was something to that where they he his 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 toil or like his turmoil as a as a middle child was seemed like he had a hard time finding his place and for him leaving i think that that kind of made a a bit a bit of sense of like oh well he's the eldest like He's and he's got the mate, and it's like, oh, I don't have a mate, and then it's like, oh, well, then there's Japheth or whatever. He's mama's boy, and he's got his birds, and he doesn't have a care in the world. And me, I'm just going through all these hormones, and uh, the world's ending. Man, what a rough, what a rough, what a go, rough life, what a rough go of things. But uh, <laughs> I was all about villain Noah, that like bad, that bad daddy Noah. Um, <laughs> and uh he's like who's your daddy? daddy who's your daddy who's your uh, daddy who's your daddy uh so to come up with a score of this oh, movie oh. it is yeah. difficult i still think like i would polarize myself where i do think i fluctuate uh from time to time but um man i'm gonna i'm i always have like a range that i'm going between after Black Swan, I'd say I'd give Black Swan like a solid like eight. Uh, and I think this one isn't 
up to that level. Um, but it is, uh, it is not a bad movie. <laughs> this is not a bad movie. And I just want to be very, very clear about that. And it is, and it is interesting and weird. And, um, I am going to give it, God, I'm always in like the same range, but, um, fucking 74. I'm going to give it 74. Nice percentile man yeah it this whole conversation has just been so fun because Agreed. it has ignited so much love for great filmmaking and i got a lot of that in this movie the problems that i have with it are it's so brutalist and the characters that surround the main character are nearly as interesting as uh, the characters in his other films like he's able to in his other movies have other people involved that are doing a lot more, have a lot, you know, just, yeah, are more captivating. The children thing, it, I, I agree with you so much. That it's his biggest, I feel like it's his biggest movie, right? Like a lot of his sure. other movies are more insulated, right? Or like smaller. Yeah. Totally. I mean, to think about coming into this movie off of The Wrestler is just yeah. insane, insane oh my God. to me. Um, and oh man, it, the wrestler has so much humanity in this, and then this has so little humanity. Well, I, I just it was uh, Black Swan, it was wrestler, then Black Swan, but still, yeah, oh, okay, same, yeah. same, same around. I, I kind of do kind of well, now that I know those were almost, almost the same script, I kind of I've looking at his filmography, I kind of couple Pie and Requiem, Fountain and Wrestler, or no, yeah. I guess Fountain's kind of on its own, Fountain in this. Yeah, they're separated by time, but they are kind of very, kind of similar. Most but I'd say similar. I'd say Noah and Mother are are like those two are like the, the biblical yeah. ones, and then but it is like Fountain. You can tell is where he wants to go, and then he does like more stripped down stuff, and then he goes back to it with something big like Noah, um, and then strips it down, but with the same ideas as Mother. What an interesting dude! But yeah, sorry to interrupt. It's just like such no, a no. big movie what an interesting dude is what I'm getting at about what I love this about this movie and end up because again, I went into this thinking that I was, it was going to be very boring. Yeah. Um, and I guess I, I just overall forgot about how interesting of a filmmaker Darren Aronofsky is. Yeah. And the, and this movie reignited my passion for it. Like I'm going to totally watch the fountain cause I've seen it once in my life. And that mm -hmm. was easily 15 to 16 years it's ago. It's a super weird movie. I'd say too, but God damn, man. I, I could, I think it's been on like my once a year rotation for a while now. Like it's, it's, uh, it's, it's something, even if you put it on a mute and watch some of the imagery, especially him in the bubble with the, with the big tree, <laughs> it just looks so cool. Uh, but the, the themes of mortality, I, I think are something that I, I almost, I have myself thinking about when I have hard time with thinking about death and stuff. Well, sometimes I'll think about that movie and Hugh Jackman and um, how, how he handles it and his emo how he em emotes, you know, uh, that his love for Rachel Weiss and, and uh, his, uh, his dealing with, with her going through what she's going through. And, and there's three different story. Oh, that's such a crazy weird movie, but he married. Yeah. And then he also married Rachel Weiss. He married, married Jennifer Lawrence. Like, 
sorry to interrupt again, but it's just like another like thing where it's like he really puts himself into his his material and his like he personally has relationships with his his cast and like in a very deep way. So he gets very like intimate with with his. I mean, I mean that's not that's not the first time someone fell in love on a set of set of a movie, but um, for a director, I don't know. It just it seems like he's his movies are really a part of himself in some way very visceral movies all of them have moments where you're like oh wow oh fuck like and it really has highs and lows and in, in um but still being visceral right mm. um yeah so what i would just say then is this movie lacks a little bit of human a little bit it it lacks humanity and doesn't have the depth of other characters that I've seen in this movie. And that would be the things that I give it as saying that it's why I don't like the things that I don't like about the movie. And, but overall, I, I really did enjoy this movie and I'm going to give this movie a um, 78%. Very nice. Very nice. I I don't know what the cutoff for certified, certified fresh. I should know more, but I think, I think that's like, what in what kingdom of the crystal skull around that or something and that was certified fresh so to you this movie is as good as crystal skull is to the majority of critics is what you're saying yes you'd go up to most critics you'd be like uh would you rather watch crystal skull or noah and 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 you would say noah and they would say crystal skull but then you would both agree that they were of equal quality absolutely yes I would. I totally would. And I think the reason that (laughs) critics gave Kingdom of the Crystal Skull so high is because they really enjoyed the filmmaking of that movie in a way that is they are inspired by seeing the, you know, a filmmaker do the things that happen on screen. And I just, I couldn't get behind what was in that movie, but this I could get behind. What different, oh God, a fucking different movies, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I could yeah. picture, but in a weird way, I could picture like Steven Spielberg in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. It's like him, like Indiana Jones looking at the walls and stuff. And it's like, what are these rock figures? Oh, these things called watchers. (laughs) They're actually aliens that fell to earth. (laughs) I mean, if Darren Aronofsky would have been the one who directed kingdom of the crystal skull and had more ownership into the writing of that movie, that would have been a move. That would have been an Indiana Jones that would have gotten people back into the series and they could have carried it on for another three movies. I don't know. That's what I was trying to, figure out because like in in this situation he's adapting something it's not his own original material so i'm just wondering if i that's the type of aronofsky i would want to see like yeah i'm sure he would do he's very uh you can you can handle any any of that adapting anything if you really wanted to but i think him doing original stuff is just uh more fascinating to me what's what's going on in that mind of his absolutely jennifer lawrence was thinking the same thing I mean, what's going on in that? Let me crawl inside that that bald noggin. Is he bald? Cozy up. Actually, I think I read on. I was looking at his like. This is again IMDb trivia, probably on his. I think on his thing, it said that he doesn't like uh, cut his hair when he makes movies. So like, you'll see pictures of him making movies, and he'll have like big head of hair, big beard. But then at the uh, premieres and stuff, he'll be like bald. 
with like an ASC, oh. ascot and stuff. It's interesting. See, it's almost like what's the uh, wooly wooly or whatever you put the hair in. It's like yeah, it's like yeah. oh, this is what he looks like with hair. This is what he looks like without hair and glasses. Oh, it's a, it's interesting. It makes me think. I'm like, why would I look like bald and glasses? It's just like a whole different look. He looks like a different person. It's fascinating. I should take my next license picture like that just to <laughs> be a different person whenever I wanted to. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's my long my long plan all right well yeah so that's those are those are scores scores um in case you uh forgot what they gave it it was 76 critics 41 audience um to move on to our next order of business uh we have decided on our next movie uh shall i yeah reveal it we are doing a little movie uh, that came out in 2020. It is a mystery thriller drama uh, called <sighs> She Dies Tomorrow. It has an 83% critics uh, rating and a 23% audience. That is <laughs> yes. a 60, 60% differential. And it is a 2020 movie. This, is, this has got to be our biggest difference, right? This is bigger than... Uh, hook even too i think hook might have been our biggest and i think now this is this is our biggest uh i'll i'll read the synopsis in case anyone's interested uh in watching it um oh they don't have one on uh the old rotten tomato uh <laughs> let's see here uh is this to me kind of feels like a movie that in a weird way might be kind of similar <laughs> to Noah. She knows something's going to happen and she's freaking out about it. Um, Amy, <sighs> Amy has a strange feeling that she will die tomorrow. And despite having no rational explanation, she remains utterly convinced somehow her conviction that she will die tomorrow spreads cont contagiously through a town. This sounds kind of similar to Noah. <laughs> it does, <laughs> but it's like all in her head, possibly who knows? I God, I hope Bray Winstone is in this. Damn it. Yeah. I don't think he is, but we'll get him next time. Oh, he'll be back. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I veered into uh, Kermit the Frog. Um, okay. Well, that was, that was great. That was a lot of fun talking about Noah. That was, that, I haven't talked about Noah in a long time. Ever since Brandon uh, and I went to Christ oh, Christian school. <laughs> exactly <laughs> a lot of uh, bringing that yeah <laughs> oh man um, i just and the, what bums me out too is that those people are the ones there's a fair amount of those people who are like this isn't like it's supposed to be and mm -hmm. didn't and didn't receive the um the magic our school uh in eight in my eighth grade class brandon you were you were still going yeah. we were going to the same school this is the year that another little movie came out called The Passion of the Christ. Passion of the Christ and yeah. our school took our little, our little eighth grade butts on a field trip to go see Passion of the Christ. We <laughs> were the youngest. We, yeah, we were the youngest. Right? I think that, yeah, they probably were just like, okay, the entire eighth, high eighth school graders can go to. Yeah. And then eighth grade. I think we might have need like a permission slipper or something. Because it's rated R. Can you imagine if like... What is this? The, I wonder if our school did that for Noah. <laughs> no, they, there's no way. But I wouldn't. Can you imagine if they did that? They pulled everyone out of school to go see Noah. 
And then all of the adults would have been pissed, and then all of the kids would have fucking dug it. Sure, they've been like, "What this is? What is this? This is like, right? Yeah, there's uh, again like a fanfic. Like I'm I'm reading about the Bible online or or something, and it's a comic book. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, that was Noah. Uh, Brandon, is there anything that you would like to share with the people about yourself? No, but I would say um, if you're enjoying this uh, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts, where, um, yeah, these come out weekly. And uh, it's a blast. I'm so, yeah. Yeah. Man, I feel, and, I feel uh, so good about coming out of this movie. I've been throwing out there to our Gmail if you want to contact us. Any questions, concerns, or anything that you'd like to share with us? We're a very new podcast, and um, we'd be happy to hear from anybody who's listening. Uh, our Gmail is polarizethepod at gmail.com. Um, and we'll see you next time for She Dies Tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Bye bye.